The following program is an MLWRadio.com production. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA, and Jim Crockett Promotions. And now, let's go to the ring. Here's your co-host. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When Monday on the MLW Radio Network. And of course... The man of the hour, Mr. Tony Schiavone and Tony, this is uh, yet another show that we're doing live from the Conradison live from the Conradison. And we're going to talk about Halloween havoc. So many great memories from this event for the Joe Lewis arena back in October of 1995. So many great memories that I've forgotten most of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that was a lot of, a lot of shit went on in the show. Man. It did. It did a lot of a lot of a lot of shit that to this day remains iconic shit for maybe all the wrong reasons. But here's this: you can remember what happened in 1995, but tell me what happened last week on Raw. Well, that's an excellent point. There you go. We're getting in our way back machine because, yeah. believe it or not, yesterday was the 22 year anniversary of this show. 22 years. 22 years ago, and um, I'm pretty fired up about this, man, because this has been probably our most requested show of all time. As soon as we announced that we were going to be doing a podcast together, uh, Twitter lit up. People wanted to hear the story about Halloween Havoc 1995. And uh, with Halloween being tomorrow, this is great timing. Great timing, and uh, there's a lot to talk about in this show. And leading into this show, really thought we had something very special with Hogan against the Giant. And as it turns out, it ended up kind of being a, a shitty end to it. We're, uh, we're looking forward to covering this, and one of the things we want you to do is sort of join us here on the WWE Network. We're going to fire it up on the WWE Network on our side in just a minute, and when we tell you to press play, fire down and watch along with us. We'll have some uh, running commentary uh, from the greatest of all time, Mr. Tony Schiavone. Oh, shit. Well, you are. Well, you're, you're, you're the not. voice of WCW. Okay, all right. And Thank it, you for that. That's very nice of you. But uh, and, and we're going to get you an opportunity to call it the way you wish you could have. Right. Back in 1995. That sounds good. Uh, can I? Can I really slow things down here for a second and really yeah. to a screeching stop. We have never said anything about the passing of Lance Russell, one of the greats of all time. Uh, my heart goes out to his entire family. He was a great man, one of the greatest announcers ever. So let me get that out and say, uh, God bless Lance Russell. I don't think anybody will argue that Lance Russell is one of the, the biggest and brightest as far as wrestling announcers of all time. Right. And his voice really brought a lot of class it to the did. presentation of wrestling. Much like a Gordon Soley, it made wrestling sound authentic. And he was tremendous. And I got to work with him. And just like being able to work with Gordon Soley uh, and JR, it was a tremendous treat for me. A lot like an Al Michaels yeah, or a Pat sure. Summerall. Sure. And just a lot of class in the presentation of wrestling. And yeah. unfortunately, he would not be happy with what we're going to do here today. No, he wouldn't. No, he would just shake his head at me. 
Yeah, this, we're going to disappoint a lot of people with this. Uh, but hopefully you're going to be entertained, and we want you to go ahead and vote on next week's topic. It's going to be up by the time you're hearing this, at WHW Monday on Twitter. Uh, we're not going to uh, give you a preview here. Instead, we're going to encourage you to go check us out on Twitter, at WHW Monday, and throw down your vote for what you want to hear next. You can also follow Tony at Tony Shivani 24 I am at Hey Hey, it's Conrad. And we have a Facebook page that our main man, Dave Silva, is in charge of. We've got all the hilarious graphics over there you could ever shake a stick at. That's facebook.com forward slash WHW Monday. Yeah. So I think it's time to get to it. It is, but Dave Silva is still with us a week later. Dave? Hola. <laughs> yeah, it, it turns out that I have a Mexican house guest now. It's, um, I don't know how this happened. Did you ever see that movie with Phil Hartman and Sinbad house guests? Yes. Well, let me just say this. I am not Sinbad in this equation. So. Hey, Conrad, we're out of towels. Yeah. <laughs> It's really weird, man. The downstairs, I don't know what's going on. And I've never seen in the same carry-on bag a hot plate and a CPAP machine. But I guess he's planning on staying yeah, a spell. I don't know. He's there. <laughs> he's, he's Dave, Dave's around forever. You know, that you know that you have an authentic Mexican when he packs travel salsa. Like, he brought his own hot sauce. He's like, I didn't know if I could trust the Alabama stuff, so... I brought my own hot All sauce. the way from Harlingen. We love you, Dave. And uh, hopefully you love yeah, Halloween Havoc 95. Hey, everybody. It's Sean Mooney in the MLW Event Center, and here's the latest from the MLW Universe. Following a controversial victory over Olympian Jeff Cobb earlier this month at MLW One Shot, Tom Lawler called out Matt Riddle, and Riddle has answered the challenge and will face Lawler in the main event for MLW Never Say Never on Thursday night, December 7th, in Orlando at Gilt Nightclub. Will Riddle avenge his frequent tag team partner Jeff Cobb's controversial loss to Lawler? Find out at Never Say Never. Tickets are on sale now at MLW.com. Out now on what happened when Tony Schiavone and the Alabama Dream Conrad Thompson look back at the 1997 Halloween Havoc featuring The Age in the Cage in a classic Eddie Guerrero-Rey Mysterio match. This week on Lucha Talk, the trio talk one of its biggest shows of the year for CMLL with a main event that had Arena Mexico buzzing between Caristico and Volador Jr. The J.J. Dillon Show returns with a brand new episode. That's right, the show's hiatus is no longer. Join the charter member of the Four Horsemen and his co-host Rich Bikini as they talk about the good old days each and every Thursday. The MLWVIP.com exclusive MLW Radio Extra takes on your questions from Facebook, including WWE booking plans, the future of MLW championships, and more with MSL and Rich Bikini. Also, catch the all-new primetime with me, Sean Mooney, as every week I welcome some of the greatest superstars and other personalities in the history of wrestling to the show. This week, the king of wrestling podcasts, Bruce Pritchard from Something to Wrestle With, joins me to talk about what it was like when we both lived in the kingdom of the WWF, Stanford, Connecticut, and much more. And don't you wait. Get your tickets now to see Matt Riddle fight filthy Tom Lawler in a battle of two UFC fighters turned pro wrestlers live at MLW Never Say Never on December 7th. You can buy tickets starting at $15 right now at MLW.com. That's MLW.com. Now it's time to get back to your favorite MLW radio podcast. 
Hi guys, Tony Schiavone. You know, you've heard me read ads for brands like Audible, Simply Safe, WWE, 2K18. All amazing companies that I truly believe in. These are ads that are great because they keep the show free and they introduce listeners like you to new products and services that I know you'll love. It's a win for everyone, and I'm happy to have the help and expertise of Midroll Media to ensure that this show continues to have great advertisers. If you're interested in advertising on our show, go to midroll.com forward slash MLW and click contact to let the folks in Midroll know. They also represent other great shows like Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, Conversation with the Big Guy, and MLW Radio with Court Bauer and MSL so you can reach an array of engaged listeners. Be sure to write it down now. That's midroll, M-I-D-R-O-L-L dot com slash M-L-W. So we've, we've, we've stalled enough here. We're okay, going to go ahead and go. press play on the program right now. And uh, I guess I should make sure that uh, we're muted here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, we're getting a promo for 205 Live, which yeah. I can pretty much guarantee uh, we are going to prompt more views for Halloween Havoc 95 than whatever 205 Live did this Have week. you ever watched a 205 Live? I have. I have not watched one. Well, I need to. You also asked me this week, so hey, what did Jackie do after WCW? Did she have a run in the WWE? And I said, well, she's in the Hall of Fame and you're not. <laughs> so That says it all. All right, go ahead and uh, describe what we're seeing. Uh, here, we are seeing some real yeah. shitty graphics, but I guess it's 1995. But let's remember that it was more than just a wrestling match. This was going to be what? This was going to be a monster truck battle between Hogan and the Giant. And again, one of Eric's things to where monster trucks are big, little cross promotion going on here. What? Oh my God. There's Kevin Sullivan and there's King Curtis. And then, of course, the two truck. Isn't that? That looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That, that graphic that... looks fucked. Jesus. All right, now let's go to the Joe Louis Arena where we'll get back to what we're doing for real. It's funny that uh, this show took place at the Joe Louis Arena, and we're covering it now because um, Joe Louis was always a big deal in, for a lot of wrestling towns and wrestling shows. You know, you, you kind of had Cobo Hall and Joe Louis Arena as being the two biggest right. uh, arenas for wrestling in Detroit for a long time, and now neither one of those see the play that they once did. Yeah. Now I'm looking at me and Bobby the Brain Heenan, and I don't understand. Is I guess that's the smoke behind us. At first I thought it was some sort of uh, translucent screen, but is it? It's. Does it look like a Heenan is taller than me here? Well, he is. Well, geez, my my chair should be higher than you're, his. You're standing. Okay, I'm standing. All right, and now we take a look on top of the Joe Louis Arena. This. And this is going to start at the beginning. Hulk Hogan and the Giant and their monster trucks. And I'm thinking here, what the fuck? Already. Aren't you? Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's, I'm glad that the arena is closed. Of course, Joe Lewis closed uh, this past July, and, and they're done. And I feel like, really, the building's fate was sealed 22 years prior. 22 years you know, prior. With this horse shit. Now, l l let's let everybody know that this is a sumo monster truck battle. In other words, you saw the big circle, right? Yes. And the idea was to push your opponent out of the circle. 
Is this the first circle jerk in the history of professional wrestling? It is not. There's been a lot of circle jerks in wrestling. How many involved Jerry Jarrett? Well, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's a nod to Bruce Pritchard. Um, So chat me up. Are you in the booking meetings when somebody says, so here's what we're going to do? Oh, yeah, I was there. Let's hear how this pitch comes down. Okay. Eric says, and of course, Kevin Sullivan now is in charge of booking at this time. And Kevin Sullivan does a lot of silliness with the Dungeon of Doom, but he's doing a lot of this. Oh, here we go. Here's a look back uh, to kind of show you how we got here at the old center stage. What did you think of this old WCW Saturday night set with the smoke and the computerized wall? I didn't like anything about it. Really? Yeah, because I didn't like center stage. Center oh, stage was a fucking rat hole. You've got a lot of people hating on you right now. Some really? Of they they like center stage? Absolutely love center stage. Who likes center stage? Well, the the listeners. Really? Yeah. Sting is here, and he's wearing the United States World Championship wow. at the center okay. of the ring at center stage, and he's chatting up Kenny Powers yeah. and uh, Dave, Dave Penzer, who, who I believe has a podcast now as well. I was on his podcast last week. Dave's a great guy. And, and David, David and I talked about the fact that, uh, that he did a lot of things and became a ring announcer. And he said, I appreciate it. I said, well, you did a great job as a ring announcer. So uh, that's why we left you in there as a ring announcer. So, And then Brian Pillman comes out. Now, I, I don't understand right now why this Brian Pillman sting match, how it has anything to do with, with anything. Are we just showing this match? Conrad, what the fuck are we doing here? Well, we're watching Halloween Havoc 95. Right. No, we're not. We're watching a, a, just a fucking match at center stage. I take it that you're um, you're not enjoying the way they're building the story here mm-hmm. because what you're going to see here mm-hmm. is that Mark Merrow has, okay. had a chain, has had a flat tire. Okay. Had a flat tire. Okay. And he was supposed to wrestle Sting. So Brian Pillman came out. You got it. But apparently he's got grease all over his face. Well, because he's changing a flat tire and then DDP shows up. Okay. And he's probably going to say something. I'm just freestyling. It's been a while since I've seen this. Okay. It's not my fault that you had four flat tires. Ah. Uh, and then Mark Miro is going to, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Johnny B. Bad Johnny B. Say something like, I didn't say I had four flat tires. Okay. And then who's this Bret Hart character and looking character in the back here? Were you not here for this? I, I feel like maybe we should watch this on TV because this is <laughs> Max Muscle. That's Max Muscle? Yes. Well, okay. that's actually Johnny B. Bad. Oh, that's In Johnny the back, B. Bad. though, okay. that's Max Muscle. And that's Kimberly on the right. All right. So, you know, I... I, I it's yeah. Mean Gene in the middle. I know who that is. Okay. All right. So... You know, here's the best part about this. Max Muscle's name is legitimately on his shirt. Okay. My eyes must be blurry. So that's the lead up to the first match. Right. Which is going to be Johnny B. Bad against Diamond, Diamond Dallas, Dallas Page, Page. for right. the television title. All right. Now, let, let's now let's go back a step. And the show that we did last week, which was Halloween Havoc 97, look how much how Page's career has blossomed and skyrocketed in two years. Right? Yeah, you go from Johnny B. fucking bad right. to the Macho Man Randy Savage. Exactly. Um Look at the way DDP is dressed here. I know. Could you describe this? Okay, this is a sewn-on diamond on his chest, and uh, who with the Kimberly was called the Diamond Doll back then, and he has Johnny B. Bad's uh, glitter gun. He took Johnny B. Bad's glitter gun. Okay, That's which would piss me off too. 
is that the crux of the feud a glitter gun a glitter gun is yeah and look how kimberly is like is kimberly just the most one of the most stunningly beautiful women in the history well, of wrestling i would agree with you she was a 10 you know and her last name as, as we've talked about before do you remember her real last name no i don't remember her real last name it bacon. was kimberly bacon Mm, bacon mm, everybody nothing. loves bacon mm, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with bacon right dave mm-hmm. oh, that's right okay kimberly was just absolutely spectacular and you wondered you know diamond dallas was a great performer but he wasn't the best looking thing in the world right? well here's what you know okay when you look at a guy like diamond dallas page okay and then you see that he has a wife like that yeah you know that motherfucker can sell <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that guy right now, or he's hired at First Family Morgan. So let me just tell you. Or that motherfucker's packing. No, that, he that, can sell. Okay. Look at him. He All can right. sell. Little glitter robe to go with that uh, white trash so he's looking got thing. Gum, he's got <laughs> gum right? and a cigar. Yeah. And a robe. And a robe. And sunglasses. <laughs> uh, and a belt. He was just trying to find his gun. way right now, is what he was doing. Uh, it's a lot. <laughs> That's right. Hypothetically, mm. if Kimberly was your wife, would yeah. you ever want to give yourself a self high five? Not at all. <laughs> I mean, you'd just be making deposits, wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, I feel yeah. like it would just be nonstop deposits. Okay, so here I'm a oh have a bad day. Now, here's what I never did understand about Johnny B. Bad. If you're really pissed off, okay. Oh, how about this? How about this? He's really pissed off. Come get some. Boom! And boom! And a boom! There's three of them, Conrad. And he whips him to the left side. There's a foot to the midsection. Got him hunched. Oh, high knee lift. And down goes Diamond Dallas Page. Get up, says Kenny Powers. Page up into the corner. Johnny B. Bad will whip him in. Page, ooh, over the top. I think he almost hit Jackie Crockett, our cameraman. The fat man cameraman the, stand. Yeah, the fat man cameraman stand. And down goes, what's he looking at now? Oh, here's Max, Max Muscle. Muscle. Man, boy, Max Muscle was solid, wasn't he? Double coconuts. And down goes Muscle. Into the corner. Johnny B. Bad working with the right hand. Come on, Johnny. Get him in the fucking ring. Don't look at the fans. And Paige outside. They're going to go into the stands. Oh, Conrad, this is so dangerous. And to the safety rail once again. And a kind of a shitty bump over the top. What's he got here? Oh, someone just happened to have a bucket at ringside. Someone just happened to have a lunch <laughs> pail at ringside. I don't know why. No! It's there, it is. there you go. And he rings his bell on the ring post. And rolls him in again. How much was Mark Mero spending on tanning here? Oh, what was my his God. tanning budget? This was for uh, spray tans, too, I think. When did when, was, when did you get your first spray tan? I never had a spray tan. Come on, never did. I, I did some tanning beds. Listen, never had a spray tan. I was told that you're the master of the lift and separate. Is that not true? <laughs> when I go to the bathroom, yes. Oh, are, are they are they hitting the water at this point? <laughs> what do I have to look forward to, Tony? Average age of our listeners probably forty one. Okay. You got twenty years on them. Okay, chat us up when when we're cruising to sixty. Yeah, when you're cruising to sixty, we got do I got to leave them on the lid? What's the deal? Well, no, what you got to yeah, got to leave them on the lid. You got to not worry about what's in between them because that only works when you have to go to the bathroom, and you got to worry about what you eat. No jalapenos, no spicy uh, salsa. Don't even walk by Dave Silva. 
Okay. I was talking about balls, and now you're talking about jalapeno. What are you doing with jalapeno? I've been doing it wrong. Does Lois like it spicy? <laughs> no, I'm talking about I'm talking about the full effect here of not only your testicles but your bowels. You know, let's talk about the difference between last week's first match and this one. Last last week we covered the '97 Halloween Havoc, right? The curtain jerker there. Is Ultimo Dragon yeah. and Yuji Nagata yeah. high paced, high energy? Right. I mean, getting after it. Sure. Now Mark Marrow's working a wrist lock. Yeah, I know. But there's nothing wrong with a wrist lock, you know. I'm not mad at it. I'm just okay. saying it shows you how the the business had changed. Sure. And the model had changed to where, you know, you're doing a more traditional match here. I'm yeah. not disparaging it. I'm just saying the other one was very much high spots and strong style and. Just a different type of performance. But this match had an angle, too, okay? And a little bit more of an angle than that one did in 1997. So you you always, uh, bookers uh, and booking committees or writers or whatever you want to call them, always wanted to start a pay-per-view hot. Well, as you can see by the fans here, there's nothing too hot about this one, unfortunately. Well, here's the reason the, the crowd is dead. Uh, Meltzer wrote, Detroit is being papered like crazy. Anyone who buys a WCW calling card at the local 7-Eleven gets free ringside tickets to the pay-per-view. So they're just giving away the tickets here. Uh, they drew 13,000 folks here, and uh, it was set up for 18,000. Only 7,000 of that 13,000 was actually paid. Oh, my God. The gate really? was $138,000. So less than half of what it would be uh, three year or two years from now. And uh, more than double the amount of folks who paid. So it's it's a different deal for sure. Wow. How about that? I didn't even know it was paper that much. So basically, we have if it's paper that much, we have people who just said, oh, yeah, I'll take a free ticket. I don't know what I'm watching, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can. But, but they don't know what they're watching, but it, it's better than being at home watching America's Funniest Home Videos. Exactly. Or maybe watching the Pistons or watching the Red Wings or something. Uh, and now Diamond Dallas Page working on the midsection of Johnny B. Bad. Page doing a lot of, uh, and I guess this is, is this pre-Diamond Cutter here? No, he's still doing the Diamond Cutter okay. here, but he's still trying to get it over. But we, it, should, we should mention, right. too, that a year prior to this is when they did the Hulk Hogan-Rick Flair retirement match. A year after this is when the NWO is running hard, and you've right. got Hogan and Macho in the main event with uh, Piper coming out after. And then, of course, we know 97 uh, was the payoff with Piper Hogan, uh, age in the cage that we covered last <laughs> Right. So we are we are pre-basically uh, NWO being red hot right now. Yeah, the NWO doesn't even exist. At this point, uh, you know, you've got Razor Ramon right. and Diesel in the World Wrestling Federation. Okay. And what you saw with Hulk Hogan and all black is when they're trying to make Hogan a little edgier after the dungeon of doom has shaved off his mustache right? and his, his very own, uh, friend, brother Bruda, <laughs> his, uh, that was be Brutus, the fucking barber beefcake. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, Hogan is kind of a man without a country here and he's trying to figure out who he can trust because, you know, Brutus has turned on him and believe it or not, Oh, my main event at Starcade together. Yeah, as uh, well, Brutus has turned on him. He's turned into the uh what do they call him in the Dungeon of Doom? They called him the Ying Yang or the, the Zodiac. The Zodiac, yes no, 
Yin yang. So now yeah. if you see Kimberly is holding up scorecards, she just held up the number 10, number 10. Okay. She's trying to uh, tell Dallas how much, how great those moves are. Paige looks out. Oh, and pancakes him. That's a great, I mean, he delivered that perfectly right there. Yeah. He's listen. Paige knew what he was doing, man. One, two, and Johnny B. Bad kicks out. And now Paige bitching to who the th- referee. Who do you think made DDP's gear? And do you think he paid them in American dollars? Oh, I don't know. I, he just slapped that shit together, man. That, this looks like uh, something that an eighth grader would have tried to put together at Hobby Lobby. Yeah, that's that's not good. Is he is he bleeding from the right eye there? Uh, it's probably. They're doing you know, a great job of showing Kimberly. I have to give him that. I always say show the beautiful woman in ringside. And that's exactly what they're doing. I had a girl look right uh, at it's me. It's an extended okay. look here, too. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Uh, in HD, it's uh, it's still pretty roll tight after all these You're years. You're not kidding, it is. So now we go back to another rest hold, okay? Yeah, I'm I'm probably going to fall asleep soon. Okay, hang on here. Do you want a, you want a Red Bull or something? Max Muscle trying to get everybody pumped up here. Well, good luck. <laughs> oh, here comes Johnny B. Bad back. Can you believe it? He's up to one knee. Here he comes to the top. Page calling spots, pulls him by the air, and the referee didn't see it. What the flying fuck? Yeah, it looks like Page's right eye is either bleeding or he's crying blood because he's so disappointed with the way this is going so far. Right. And now Nick Patrick gets into the face of DDP, and he's back to the point of attack once again. Wow. Jumped on him for a headlock. For a headlock. Well, here's what we got. Jack Briscoe, Matt Classic, anywhere in the country. Yeah, okay. Here's what we got. We got two guys who probably are not that who are not that experienced in wrestling right now, having to work a match that goes what thirteen minutes maybe, yeah, fifteen minutes, and so what do you do to kill time? Rest hold. You know, back in the day, Conrad, a rest hold wasn't a bad thing if you worked on it, if you could sell it right, it was great, and if you cheated to get back to the hold again, it worked fine as well. Can I just can I just blow your mind right fast? Please do. They're going to go 17 fucking minutes. Oh, my God. Now, as if that's not enough, and okay. let's, let's think about what I'm going to say here. Uh, hold on a second. Backslide. One, two. Okay. Damn. <laughs> I just wanted to pick, I wanted to pick the, the, uh, the excitement up here. I just, I just wanted to. Fuck, man. Okay. Just, I, thank you for trying something. <laughs> okay. Uh, Paul Orndorff worked a dark match, pinning the Renegade after two pile drivers in a minute and 22 seconds. Uh, okay. Eddie Guerrero pinned the Disco Inferno in three minutes and 21 seconds. In a dark match. Mm-hmm. We didn't have Eddie Guerrero on the show. It gets better. Are you ready One, for this? Two. Oh, over the top. Oh, didn't get him. Go ahead. I was kind of getting into this shit for a second. Go ahead. Uh, Craig Pittman uh, and sorry. BK Wall Street in mm-hmm. three minutes and 37 seconds. Okay. And here we go. Okay. Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko <laughs> beat Steve Regal and Bobby Eaton in eight minutes and 41 <laughs> seconds. And we didn't have them on the pay-per-view. Um, oh, Lordy. Malenko drop-kicked Regal, and then Benoit took him over into a dragon suplex for the pin. Three and a half stars. So, to recap, Benoit and Malenko against Regal and Eaton, not on the pay-per-view. Paul Orndorff, Eddie Guerrero, Disco Inferno, not on the pay-per-view. Here we go. And this is on the pay-per-view. And again, this is not the Diamond Dallas Page who became such a great performer. This was him finding his way right now. In fairness. In fairness. And I think this is going to blow you away. Okay. Meltzer gave this match three stars. Did he really? 
So while you and I are shitting on it, we're probably shitting on it, knowing what DDP is going to become. Right. And we just have such a higher expectation based on what that is. Yeah. That seeing this early kind of corny version of him mm-hmm. is a little disappointing. Yeah, it is. But, you know, again, you know, I just realized he looks like uh, um, a trailer park trick-or-treater. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, sure he does. Right. Like in this outfit, it looks like he's wearing this sort of ironically, like he's headed to a Halloween party down at the trailer park. Yeah, sure. With the orange and, well, it is Halloween Havoc, right? So now Max Payne up on top and, or Max Muscle up on top and using, you know, he's using all the great old school, old school heel tricks. Heel yeah. Tactics, yeah. So he's got a beautiful woman. Yes. So people hate that. Mm-hmm. And she's rating his moves. People hate that. And he's chewing gum. People hate that. And yeah. he's smoking a cigar. And people hate that. And he's got tattoos. And people hate that. And he's got a shiny jacket. And people hate that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying they hate this motherfucker? Is that what you're well, saying? Well, I'm saying he's okay. doing everything he can to be super hateable. Yeah. Tony, I've got to ask you, how much money would it take for you to wear his boots in public tomorrow? How much would it take? The boots that, that, that Diamond Elspade is wearing right now. Oh, I'd wear, I'd, I'd wear them in public tomorrow for nothing. Oh. I'd walk to. right down the streets of Mayretta, Georgia. As a matter of fact, if the Georgia Bulldogs face Alabama, the SEC championship I, game. We, can we borrow I, those from DDP? We'll, I'll go more? to DDP's house in Smyrna. I'll go to the Performance Center in Smyrna. I'll get those boots and wear them in that game for you. So when Alabama steamrolls Georgia, you're going to be humiliated <laughs> I, I, twice. Once on the field <laughs> and then once walking back to your car in those. Okay, if that happens, Yes. But if for some reason Georgia beats Alabama, and of course Georgia's not even in that game yet, if Georgia gets the game and beats Alabama, I'm going to stick one of those boots up your ass. I'm really looking forward to this. <laughs> okay. Now, hypothetically, look, are they dosy doing and around and around? I think they're dosy doing and around and around. No, it's called a top wrist lock, and he's trying to reach for Max Muscle. Did Didn't they? get him. Johnny's going to pick him up. Belly to back. Belly to back. Belly to back. Did you just go into JR mode? <laughs> I guess I did, right? Hypothetically, Vampiro. <laughs> oh God! Listen, to me. that's Oklahoma. What are you doing? Sorry, <laughs> I morphed into a couple people there. Oh um, my God! <laughs> can you imitate other wrestling commentator styles? No, I cannot. No, I cannot. Hypothetically speaking, yeah. what would it sound like if uh, <laughs> Gordon Soley were to take a shot at calling this? Only thing he would say is, uh-uh, "This match uh-uh, sucks." <laughs> that's what he would say. Oh. But it got three and eight, three stars, so what the fuck do we know? Hypothetically speaking, mm-hmm. how much vodka do you think Gordon Soley drank during a show? Uh, well, Gordon drank a lot. More uh, or less than Bobby Heaton. Uh, he, he drank, he, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know how much Bobby drank. Bobby drank, drank a lot. Was Bobby drinking during this show? Was he drunk here? Uh, no, he was not. I can only remember two times. All right, we know one was Hogwild or Roadwild. What right. was the other? There was a, an event we did, a, we did in Baltimore. Maybe oh, it was yeah, a Great American Bash pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he it's was. Something, 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 something. Right. Pick up. Oh, great move by Mark Merrill. Uh, Johnny B. Bad. But now. What's, what's your favorite memory of Detroit, and why is it Beverly Hills Cop? Uh, it's, actually, my favorite memory of Detroit is, as there's double axe handle off the top. Come on, Johnny. Penny, motherfucker. You get mad, you come in, you sneak attack, and you got him. Now Kimberly gives him a 10. Oh, Kimberly's in love with Johnny B. Oh, it's only a two count. That close. 
So this is the second year that Halloween Havoc is yep. at uh, Joe Lewis because the previous years we mentioned it was the retirement match with Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. Yeah. And um, well, look at that. Put him down one, two, and a two count again. My fondest memory was a house show that I was at as the ring announcer and Ronnie Garvin won the world title in Detroit. Wow, I forgot about yeah, that. That was my so fondest that was memory. 1987? Yep, my fondest memory. Of, I was the ring announcer there. And we, we flew in. We had a house show the very next day in Norfolk. And we got off the plane. All the ladies who were there meeting the boys at the airplane already knew that Ronnie Garvin had become the world heavyweight champion. I'm thinking, how did they find this stuff out? He just before the internet. Right? Telephone, telegram. Tell a wrestler. Absolutely. Um, how badass were those Ronnie Garvin, Ric Flair matches? They Ugh. just beat the shit out of each other. Tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. How would you compare a Ric Flair, Ronnie Garvin match to this DDP, Mark Merrill match? Well, I think you had two veterans who had been in the ring much, uh, much more, much longer. I mean, you can see him calling spots here. He was going for the diamond cutter there and was blocked against two guys who are relatively green right now as far as West wrestling is concerned. Now he gets fired up, and there's one sign. This is pre-sign, isn't it? Oh, yeah. One, one sign, I love WCW. One little kid put it up. That's a plant. And put it back. You think so? It's got to be. Okay. If it was a plant, they should have put a better sign that was made with a Sharpie. Then he'd color in the, the heart. The next night, to put the business in perspective, <laughs> you guys are going to do a Nitro mm -hmm. from Dayton, mm -hmm. and you're going to have 2,500 2, people pay a $31,000 house. Yikes. That didn't even pay for the pyro. Over the top and both go down. Oh, man. And the fans are they're digging it now because the wrestlers are close to them. And, hey, it's fake. They ain't going to hurt us. Now Johnny goes over the top. Oh, that was a great move. One, two, and uh, he kicks out again. We should mention here that about two weeks prior to this, WCW officially informed Leon White, the big Van Vader that we know and love from WCW, that they're firing him. Hmm. The reason for the firing was his 90-day review window had passed, and since he was medically unable to wrestle because of a shoulder injury, they were canceling the contract One, on that basis. Two. I'm sorry, what were you saying? So officially, the incident with Paul Orndorff was never specifically uh, mentioned right. for the legal reasons that he would be released. Right. Any memories of the Vader firing? I mean, it feels like it was really just about him showing ass, but they needed... Uh, a legitimate excuse. So they used the 90 day deal. Is that the, what? Yeah. They, they fired him because of what happened to center stage that night. Right. Uh, that I was, Oh my God. Uh, Did you see the, that, bump? that was, that was tremendous. But one, two and three and down goes diamond Dallas page. You know what that means? <laughs> yes. Sir. And new <laughs> WCW world television champion. I can't believe it. With the worst belt in company history. <laughs> Squiggly gold lines, Johnny B. Bad. But I'm a bad man. I'm a bad man. And if I get a chance, I'm going to fuck her tonight. Woo. Yeah, at this point, was he? he's married to Sable, right? He was. Man, both of these guys were good. They, they, were, they were getting some stuff, weren't they? Hey, we go back and take a look at some of the great action here tonight at the Joe Lewis Arena with only 3,000 paid. And now there's Max Muscle. Oh, he is oh like, he is fucking. Take a look at the bump he's getting ready to take. Oh, man. Talk about a fucking sell job there. Here's a cover. One, two, three, and your winner. And new 
WCW Television Champion, Johnny B. Bad. And that's just the first match of a great lineup we have here tonight, fans, at Halloween Havoc. You're really trying to sell this horse shit. <laughs> We're still going to go to the roof. To the roof, brain. We're going to go to the roof. Brain. See, my chair's higher than the brain's. Am I fatter now than I was back then? Yes. That's depressing because I was pretty fucking fat. No, it's just this is not appealing. Nobody can rock a cummerbund and it look normal. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I got you. Like cummerbunds make you look yeah, it like makes a you look fucking fat. idiot. Yeah, it's like take a look at my belly. No, it's not what makes me look fat. It's my <laughs> face that makes me look fat <laughs> and my body. Yeah. Well, it's my belly. And and my see, I notice I'm, I'm trying to. Close that Trying in. to fix it up. Yeah. But hey, you're wearing black, which is good. Yeah. But okay. Bobby's got it right. He's all blacked out like he's yeah. going. All right. So when are we going to go up? Let's take a look. Let's go up on the roof. Are we going to go up on the roof? I'm so excited. Why do you want to go to the roof? Because I'm shitting my pants. I can't you wait. you talking with your hands. You're like, I have no idea what I'm saying. Okay. I'm trying to use my hands <laughs> to buy time. Uh, it's an Italian thing. talking. With I know. Hands. Whenever you start talking with your hands, you're filibustering. You're like, I don't know what to say. So here we go. Are you ready for this? Yes, I I've been am. waiting for this. Yes, no. This yes. is the Zodiac, yes. also known as Brutus the fucking <laughs> Barber Beefcake. Describe this gimmick to me, Tony. <laughs> this is the, the man who... Uh, I can't fucking shit. describe it. Okay. Look, you know, I was there for everyone... Of the Dungeon of Doom. This looks like, th- this legitimately to me, look, I mean, look at what he's wearing. It looks like Beetlejuice. And Alfalfa, all it, together. I was going to say, it looks like Beetlejuice fucked a seagull. <laughs> and now we've got this. Look at him. What oh, is this? God. You know what I just realized? New Day is ripping him off. Yeah. <laughs> he's got that little, he's got a baby penis on his head. <laughs> uh, which is you know what? maybe you, the you precursor. Give, you give him a lot of shit, but the guy w- would... Oh, fuck you, Tony. No, come Defend on. This. Look, the guy would do anything. The guy was... Yeah, he's, that means he's a whore. Okay, well, he was willing to be anything. Farewell. 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 Yeah, this match can't end fast or fucking enough. <laughs> well, for all of you watching with us, let's hit fast forward together. Woo! It's the Macho Man Randy Savage. Now, this is awesome. Let's run through this. Okay. Macho Man, at this time, is he top three in the business? Uh. In our minds, yes. Well, I mean, who else would it be in 95? Okay. All right. It's Hogan, it's yeah. Randy Savage, mm-hmm. and somebody else, right? Right. Who, who is that? I have no idea, but... She is roll tied. If yeah, you know who that and, is, and he knew please it. tweet okay. me. All right. We need to know whose wife that was. Well, she's she's walk- somebody. She's walking down behind him here. I should know this then. Oh. Oh, the, some, somebody... But somebody grabbed onto her, didn't they? A salesman over there. Maybe, maybe she's just like the ring girl. Taking, you know, okay. Oh, she carries the ring jacket? Carries the ring jackets back. I bet she carried some bags backstage, too. <laughs> but um, ching. Absolutely. Um, well, uh, now, what you're saying is you got the Macho Man in the second match on the card. What the fuck? And he's, he's against the Zodiac, right? Yeah. Well, oh. this is important to remember. This was actually supposed to be Kamala, and Kamala quit the promotion mm-hmm. because he didn't want to lose to the Macho Man. So Wow, really? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Jesus. And boy, wrestling has changed a great deal. And and now the Macho Man goes to the eyes of the Zodiac. Look he at takes the way he's selling. Do you see this? Yes. What do we... What? Oh, there's a fan. There's a fan. There's a fan. What's what's happening right now? This is a this is a shoot. This is a fan. 
and Randy's going to go back to the point of attack. R- Randy is doing being smart and getting yeah. out of the way yeah. and letting mm-hmm. the the security take care of it. Now, yeah. two years after this, yeah. when you think a shoot fan jumps in the ring, yeah, they beat the fuck out they of beat, him. Macho Man specifically is well, beating the fuck out of him. Right. Well, that's because the match had been over at that time. They had done what they were supposed to do. I say that that was a fucking plan. That fan is still putting up one hell of a fight. Meth yeah. is a hell of a drug, kids. <laughs> Apparently, well, so. well, I'm just saying they're in Michigan, so yeah. it's clearly meth. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's got to be. He's okay. not on cocaine. Cocaine's okay. not in the Detroit yeah. budget. Why in the world would he? I don't know. Fucking people are fucking nuts. I got to tell you, from behind with the long hair, I was like, "Man, that's a pretty jacked up woman right there." <laughs> but then when he turned around, I was like, "Well, yeah, that's an ugly guy." So now he's gone. What? What was that, Tony? That was a uh, an attempted zodiac splash. Call it for us. Take okay. the fan over there. They take the fan out. They got all the gray shirts. Here comes the Macho Man with the big elbow. Oh yeah! And on two, three. This one's over in a hurry. Aren't you happy, Conrad? A minute and a half. Yes, sir. For what you call the biggest pay per view of the year for WCW, mm-hmm. Macho Man. Your second biggest star yep. is on the second match of the card in a throwaway, forgettable match against a guy who looks like Beetlejuice fucked a seagull. <laughs> oh, and the macho protects his friend there by. Well, did he protect his friend or did he protect his own job by not squashing the boss's best friend? Oh, I see where you're going at now. One, two, three, and your winner, the macho man, Randy Savage. Can you imagine if you're Brutus right here, like, what a great gig you've got. Yeah. You show up dressed like a fucking dumbass. Uh-huh. <laughs> make yourself a reverse alfalfa. <laughs> rub some self-tanner all over you. Yeah. Chub your junk up so it looks good in your tights. Yeah. And then paint your face like... For, for a minute and a half, An right? idiot. Mm-hmm. And then cruise out there, work the second biggest star in the history of the business at this time. Yeah. And get paid like you work the second biggest star in the history of the business. <laughs> and all you do is fall down and shake a little like you're having convulsions. And you're, you're out of there a minute and a half. Wow. You, you apparently, you and Brutus have some beef. I don't know Realistically, he made five grand for this. No less, right? Yeah. Minute and a half. Wow. All right. Yes, Meanwhile, sir. call the WCW hotline right now. I've got some inside information that you will not get anywhere else. If nothing else, I'll fucking lie about it. That's right. I'll lie to you. 1-900-909-9900. Call calls to buck 49 each minute. Don't tell your parents, fuck them. <laughs> and now let's bring <laughs> Keep going. I'm trying not to sell. Keep going. Johnny be bad. I want to talk to you for just a second. You're going to get some pussy tonight. Yes, I. Yes, I am, Gene. As if soon I, as I. If I could go into the future, Mr. Brock Lesnar, please forgive me for what I'm about to do to my own wife. I'm going to fuck Sable, and then I'm going to fuck Kimberly, and then I'm going to rub pussy juice on your bald head. Well, Johnny be bad. Call the hotline right now. Put your dick on. You need to get your parents' permission. Yes. Oh yeah. Call right now. 1-900-909-9900. You can talk to Johnny B. Bad's dick. It's going to have a big... Not tonight, because I'm a bad man. Yes, sir. I'm bad. I'm a bad man. I'm going to fuck something tonight. Wow. There he goes. <laughs> <laughs> <What> just happened? <laughs> He's not done. 
Oh, Mr. Brock Lesnar, I forgot to apologize one more time. Oh, God. That's okay. Call the hotline. <laughs> We're having a great time. We're going to watch you fuck. What's happening? What's happening? This was a wrestling podcast 10 minutes ago. Oh, God. Oh. <sighs> oh. All right. Back to the ring. This is the longest promo in the Jesus history of promos. Christ. Well, they were talking about pussy. In the 900 number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there you go. The way you say, Bobby, he's going to fuck them both tonight. Yes, he is. But I'm worried about the truck. The truck on the roof. One of the biggest shit storms that we've ever had. Look back behind me. Look at them humanoids. Oh, I'll go fuck yourself. Let's go to the ring. All right. Can we go to the ring? What time are we going to go to the ring? Craig Leathers, get your head out your ass. I've already pitched to the ring. All right, I'm going to pitch to the ring. Hey, he's pitching to the ring. Okay, what are we talking about here? What? I don't Bobby's talking about jerking himself off there, isn't he, a little bit? They gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? They gotta be. You've gotta be teeing up the, uh, the ceiling. There's still a tug. Meanwhile, fans, there's a tug of war, a sumo match going on upstairs. <laughs> he is still whacking himself off. We interrupted off. <laughs> He's, He's doing it with his oh, right This is what the Zodiac's doing backstage. Just oh, wiggle, wiggle. And okay. now we go to some footage. Our pre-produced package here. Okay. With... Uh, Wait a minute. Who's that in the ring right there? Jesus. I thought it was Ming at first, but it looks like Ming on the outside. It's not Ming. Is oh, Al Perez? Wow. <laughs> oh, it's one of those uh, Japanese stars. Okay. Right. And he hurt the, the arm of one of the true great young men ever. Another guy I really, really miss. Oh, my. Is he one of the great tragedies in the business? He really is. Hawk is who we're talking about, of course. Yeah. One of the most dynamic-looking performers of all time. You know, iconic with his run with the Road Warriors and Legion of Doom, whatever you prefer to call them. Yeah. Uh, just a phenomenal presence about him and uh, one of the great gimmicks of all time. Yeah, he was one of the great guys. He really was. One of my favorites ever. And so now they hurt his arm and it's time to go back to the ring. Meanwhile, Mean Gene in the back. one nine hundred nine zero nine. Go fuck yourself. Call so, now. So next up we've got uh, Kurosawa. Mm. He's going to be taking on... Road Warrior Hawk. Right. And um, it's kind of an interesting deal because you've got a Japanese star, but he's being managed by Colonel Robert Parker. What the fuck is going on here, Tony? Mm, I don't know. Robert Parker leads in a, a Japanese version of Clark Gable. Pencil thin mustache. Did Clark Gable have a low key? Did Clark Gable have a low key big hog? No. He, that, well, I don't know. He could have. Yeah. The rumor in innuendo is that Colonel Parker had a knee in it. True or false? <laughs> I don't know. I got Kurosawa. Here come Kurosawa. I'm right behind him. Do you think Kurosawa? I got the biggest dick of all the boys in the backstage. That was my one. Okay. That was my guess. I wonder if Colonel Robert Parker actually nicknamed his dick Kurosawa. This was a real. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But man, I, I harken back to the time when the Road Warriors were badasses, buddy. When they first, he looks like a million bucks here, Road yeah. Warrior Hawk, and they they squish the word Road Warrior together. Yes. Um. So Road Warrior Hawk is his name here. He's out by himself. He's got the WWF style red, um, shoulder pads on, right. and exactly. he's got like the gold stripes down the side from like SummerSlam '92. Yeah, he's got. Um, chat me up about your preferred look of the road warriors do you prefer black with the silver spikes or red with the black spikes? Uh, black with the silver spikes i to think me, most that was, everybody does that's old school yeah. that's that's back when the road warriors were a, a you know a phenomenons on tbs and when the and man he's laying some shit into kurosawa 
Uh, here he goes. Flying shoulder block. Oh, man. The kid could really go, buddy. You know, the thing about it is, when he did a promo in the old Road Warrior days, man, you fucking believed it. That was reverse neck breaker, but that was, that was real shit, buddy. You know, you would, go, you would go to matches and you would say, oh, that's bullshit, that's bullshit, but those motherfuckers are real. Can you imagine going to a show, or not going to a show, not being a wrestling fan, and you just cruise into like a Waffle House at like 2 in the morning mm-hmm. after you've been at the bar or whatever and you're going to get something to eat on your way home. Yeah. And there he sits with that fucking haircut. That's right. Would you want to sit on the other side of the restaurant just in case? <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of times they would wear bandanas when they were out uh, around their hair. Well, and, you'd have to because yeah. if you walk in and you see a guy wearing that haircut, yeah. you're like, man, we got to get out of here. <laughs> I know. He was, These are not normal motherfuckers in here. <laughs> uh, but in real life, he was really one of the, the nicest guys ever. And I can't stress that enough. Really. Just a... Just a great guy. Did his problems exist when you knew him, or is that post you? When that was you... post me, yeah. Speaking of posts. Yeah, into the shoulder. Didn't sell it at all. Road Warrior style. There you go. You know, they changed the business. Oh, no doubt about it. They changed the business. It went from, they were the first non-sellers, I really, that I can remember, right? Everybody sold, except the Road Warriors when they came in. When they came in. Yeah, Ultimate Warrior didn't sell much well, of shit either. Yeah, but I mean, they were, they were, I'm talking about back in the old uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling, World Championship Wrestling days. I mean, they just steamrolled everybody. And now Colonel Parker grabs a leg and he cowers away. Kurosawa gets his first blow in. You know, Kurosawa doesn't look bad here. Kurosawa has like uh, tree trunks for legs. Yeah, he is. Oh, look he's at a, that. He's a massive dude. Yes, he is. Ooh, trying the elbow drop, and Hawk is back up. But he turns his attention to Robert Parker, and Robert Parker says, hey, don't come near me, motherfucker. I'll wrap my dick around your head and strangle you. The uh, yeah. relationship between Hawk and Animal was strained at various <clears throat> times. Would you agree? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. I, I, I never did I'm see that. I never did see that. I always thought they got along. Oh, down goes Robert Parker, and he got hit in the face too that time. And he's going to sell. Go sell like hell. Pretend you did, they will, and they'll leave you alone. And rolls him in. And Nick Patrick, with that, he's got a hell of a a mullet as well. In the ring. You mean Kenny Powers? Oh, yeah. Picks him up. Ready to go again. Going to hoist him up. Kurosawa. Oh, a crucifix drop. He can't hook the leg. He's got the ropes. Jesus Christ, someone turn around. It's over. Can you believe that that was the finish? Oh, no, not at all. Three minutes and 15 seconds. So what Meltzer called a major surprise. Yeah, a a major shock. Uh, Meltzer gave it one star. Mm -hmm. He gave the uh, minute and a half Randy Savage Zodiac match a dud rating. Okay. What did you think of the ratings? Do you you agree with those? Yeah, I, I agree with both of them. This feels like a, a major miss here. Yeah, to have Road Warrior Hawk lose a match here like this. Well, listen, if if Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko are not on the card, that's a major miss before he even took the air. So yeah, yeah, and and they're working two world class. By the way, this really did nothing for Kurosawa. I mean, yeah, you put him over, but you really didn't because it didn't it didn't accomplish anything. 
All right, we'll take a look at the replay once again, and this is over the top. And I wonder if we're going to see him hit Colonel Robert Parker or not here. Well, maybe not. Crucifix drop. Pretty good execution on that. And now he hoists him over. And here, using the ropes, Parker holding on. And there's the one, two, three. Hmm. I know we do a lot of fantasy booking here, but that was wrong. What's your favorite Kurosawa match? Uh, the one we just saw. Let me be quiet. All right. Meanwhile, call us 1-900-909-9900. And make sure you get your parents' permission. <laughs> yeah. Smoke a joint while you're at it. All right. Let's bring in the macho man, Randy Savage. You beat a piece of shit in a minute and 37 seconds. It was called a dud by Dave Meltzer. Ooh, let me tell you, Dave Meltzer sucks a dick. You yeah. <laughs> what does he fucking know about taking bumps? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> what, is, what does he know about booking a fucking match? <laughs> Nothing. Let me tell you something, Dave Meltzer. You can blow me. <laughs> well, hang on a second, Macho Man. I ain't finished, Mean Gene. I wonder if any of those motherfuckers who write on the dirt cheats have anything to say. Well, you'll find that out on the... I don't want to hear about the fucking 900 number. On the 1-900-909-9900. Lee Marshall is standing by with me, Mean Gene. What the fuck? With me, Mean Gene. Fuck you, Gene. I'm leaving. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. What do you got to say about Dave Meltzer and the dud? Dave Meltzer, you give me a fucking another dud. I'll come to Campbell, California and stick your head up your ass. All right, more on the Macho Man Randy Savage. In a few moments, I'm going <laughs> to whack off like Bobby the Brain Heenan was with my right hand. Oh my God. Okay, uh, yes. And we'll remind you, a lot more to come here tonight. What about what's going to happen on the roof? On the roof of what? Oh, yeah, on the roof. I'm going to say that it's going to be one of the shittiest angles that we've ever seen in professional wrestling today. Ooh, yeah. And by the way, Dave Meltzer, suck my (laughs) dick. Oh, couldn't get it out right there. But I tell you right now, we're going to, how much longer do I have to go on? (laughs) What is happening to us? Oh, wrap me up. Oh, there you go. Call the 900 number. I got a fucking headache. All right, Johnny B. Bad still getting fucked as we go to the room. (laughs) We're getting paid for this. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. All right. Here we go. Back to the ring. Man, Macho Man was mad. Oh, wow. Look at this. I forgot this was here. Oh, Mr. JL. Oh, Jerry Lynn, one of the Uh great performers in the history of the business, never got his fair break. Right. Here he is on pay-per-view. Pretty silly gimmick. But either way, he's here. Uh, man, I'm looking forward to this. I remember what match this is now. Do you remember who his opponent is? I do not remember who his opponent is. I'm think, sorry, fans out there, I don't fucking remember. I think you're in for a treat. All right. Uh, JL, Jerry Lynn, uh, you say he never got his yeah, deserved and, break? He had a great run in WCW uh, under Hood here You know, for what it was. It was a treat to see him. But then he really kind of had his first breakout moments in ECW. Uh, and then he had a little bit of a run in the WWF, but ECW is where he kind of got oh, over. Oh my God, this is this is Sabu and the original man. Woo. How about that, dude? Yes, sir. 
And yeah. of course, we're, we're here in Detroit. This is a pretty big deal. It right. feels Sabu at the time was certainly the hottest free agent in the business. Right. He had a lot of indie buzz. You see the fans already have signs in the crowd for him. Mm -hmm. uh, but he has a ton of indie buzz from his stuff he's done in Japan and all over the United States. He's really innovating with lots of uh, triple jump moonsaults and crazy high spots like that. Of course, he's most famous for breaking tables and this just fast and furious pace. And here we go with an acai moonsault. Oh. He takes out his own uncle with the sword. Wow. With the acai onto JL. Yeah. Well, I, I got a chance to meet the Sheik backstage. How was that? That was tremendous. As an old school wrestling fan, oh. it feels like that would have been a really cool moment. That, and he was such a gentleman. He was so nice to everybody because we all were like in awe of him, you know? Yeah, he's one of the yeah. legends in the exactly. business. Exactly. There's no question. So. It was it was a big deal. It was great to see him come out and look at this. Yeah, boy, Lynn could do some shit, couldn't he? My goodness, I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah, this should have been your opening match. I totally agree. I was yeah. about to say that. Like, yeah. this sets the pace for the whole show. Right, exactly. You know what's amazing though is you see how much time Johnny B. Bad and DDP got, and it was not a bad match. We were just busting balls. Sure, yeah. But it's they get seventeen minutes. These guys get three minutes here. Yeah, and, and you, exactly right. Just a, a completely mistimed show. I don't think there's any question about that. Maybe we ought to get Kevin Sullivan on here to ask him what the fuck, Kevin. Oh, look at that reverse just, moonsault off the top. Let me just say, I think Kevin Sullivan has the most underrated podcast in all of wrestling right now. It's uh, MSL and Sullivan. It's right here on MLWRadio.com. Kevin Sullivan is a fucking wealth of knowledge that I don't think enough people give enough credit to, maybe because he never had a run in the WWF. Right. But the reality is that dude is a fucking evil genius of booking wrestling. And if you've never listened to his show, I recommend it highly. MSL and Sullivan here on MLWRadio.com. Yeah, and I agree. And he came up with a whole Dungeon of Doom stuff, but let's also let you know that <clears throat> he did come up with a Yeti. Oh, down he goes. What a move. I don't I think he missed that time. I think he wanted to catch him with the leg and caught him with the the ass meat yeah, on the face. Yeah. Uh, boy, that could really hurt. that was That's the Arabian ass buster to the <laughs> face. Of us. And the JL back up. Randy Anderson the referee. Oh my goodness, a German suplex off of the ropes. Get him down one, two, and a two count. I don't know if the fans are buying this or not, but this is a hell of a match. It absolutely is. Yeah. And yeah, it goes to show you how much talent is, is here in WCW. Let's remind you, Paul Orndorff was on the undercard. Eddie Guerrero was on the undercard. Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit, right. Bobby Eaton, Stephen Regal. Wow. Of course, Mark Merrow, Diddy uh -huh. P, Randy Savage, wow. Brutus the fucking Barber Beefcake, one, one Jerry count. Lynn, yep. Sabu. I mean, on and on and on. Road Warrior Hawk. Who could forget Kurosawa? Mm -hmm. I already have. Yes, we have. Right. And of course, Johnny B. Bad getting laid after the show. Whoa, look at that. I mean, that's a hell of a bump. Springboard. To the floor right there. Yes, sir. Springboard into a drop kick. <laughs> and, and the the Sheik just getting his wax in. Oh, my. And as you might imagine, when we all talked to the Sheik, he had a lot of ridges down his forehead. Did you. Uh... Did you ever see Abdul the Butcher try to put a poker chip in his forehead? No, but I, I heard he would put poker chips and or quarters in just to entertain the boys. One, two, three. So he does the uh, springboard moonsault off the top row. Oh, and we missed the, the pin. Yeah. And then WCW, of course, doesn't show the flash paper that the Sheik threw at Mr. JL. Right. So we missed the, uh, the payoff here, uh, which is a big deal. And, of course, we are WCW. We don't even really show the Sheik, do we? 
I mean, no, there was some light acknowledgement, but there should have been more. I'm should've sure more. this is something that is probably a directive from Vince Russo, or sorry, from Eric Bischoff, because Eric didn't want to show in my head. Yeah. It seems like something Eric would want to not shoot since I doubt the Sheik's under a contract. It's just, yeah, uh, you know, I, that, that could be a reason, but the fact that we're just a bunch of fuck ups is probably the better reason. I love that you're just so honest with that shit. Well, we we were. I mean, you. I can't explain to you as we take a look at the replay. How cool of a move was that in 1995? That was tremendous. To you know, bounce your legs time. off the yeah. top rope and do it. And pay attention. Maybe the fire will get on camera here. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a little bit. Yeah. I mean, how do? That's just the left hand not telling the right hand yeah. what the fuck's going on. Mm. Yeah. Well, so look. Sabu, man. I don't think a lot of people kind of. I mean, I forgot. I knew he was here in 95, but I didn't remember he was on this card. But when I saw JL, I'm like, oh, wait, I remember. All right, Bobby the Brain Heaney, we're going to play some patty cake now. As you can see, I got my hands together, and now I'm going to shake my finger at you. And we're going to make sure that Gene Oakland is back in the backstage area with the Macho Man Randy Savage. I understand the Macho Man was so mad that he showed Gene Oakland his dick. What do you say? What do you say? Well, fuck, you're not going to say anything. Is, I guess I got to keep talking. Is that really the, uh, the the deal whenever you get upset, you show someone your penis? Well, it looks like to me I'm putting something in a hole right there, doesn't it? Well, you haven't done that in a long time, per <laughs> Mrs. Shivani. Yeah, thank God Should for that. Should we call her again this week? No, let's not call her. Sliver she's along? Yeah, leave, please. By now, she's probably good and liquored up, right? Yeah. Well, if you'll notice, I have two little Hogans coming out of the back of my head. As you can see, it makes me look like I have antennas. There's one and there's another one right in the back of my head. Both of them are pissing on the back of my head right now. Let me tell you something, Hogan. These little guys may be pissing on the back of my head, but it's not like what the Giant's going to do to you when he gets you in that monster truck. And I can't believe I'm selling this shit. Let's go back. Let's get out of here. All right. Thank you very much, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Now, before we go back to the ring, I want to let everybody know again, a pussy looks like this. It's and it closes like that. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. At time for the dungeon of doom. Oh, I'm really excited about Ooh, this. The dungeon of doom. Oh, there's King Curtis. This is real. This is Sullivan. Sullivan, do you remember the million dollar cookie, where you would have that LSD in a hard cookies, and everybody would lick their tongue across it? Do you remember that, Kevin? Lord Alfred Hayes saw a frog in his bedroom after he licked the million-dollar cookie. Sullivan, are you alive? Say fucking something, Kevin Sullivan! Ooh, Hogan, soon as you get your ass out of that truck, we're going to perforate you with the Yeti. Yes, the Yeti's coming, Kevin. Kevin, talk! What the fuck do I have to keep talking for? Kevin Sullivan! This is a live look at MSL and Sullivan this week. <laughs> I don't think MSL looks that good, does he? Put some shades on that motherfucker. <laughs> same, same. Speaking of ridges in the forehead, woo! Man, King Curtis, another legend, right? What's your favorite King Curtis match? I never did see him wrestle. Never did. Neither did anybody else. <laughs> okay. We used to, we, there was a, uh, down in Florida, near Hogan's home, there was a, uh, Kevin ain't going to say a fucking word, apparently. There was a, a warehouse that we shot all the Dungeon Doom things in. And King Curtis would get there early, and he would sit in that chair and stay there. And I'm telling you, Conrad, and I was there for all of them, and we would do, like, you know, multi of the Dungeon Doom things. It was, like, 150 degrees in that thing. It was so miserable and so hot, and he just stayed there and didn't move the entire day. 
Oh, Kevin's going to finally talk. Uh, right. You ever notice that Kevin Sullivan, it felt like he had to yell for his Boston accent to yeah. dissipate a little bit? Yeah, he often. And uh, let me also say that, yes, spittle is coming down off my lip and onto my beard. But, Hogan, before the night is over, we are going to completely fuck up this angle by bringing in a seven-foot giant who can't fucking work, and he's going to fuck you in the ass. That's right. The Yeti. He's going to be coming in, and we fucking up the angle, and you can do nothing about it, except maybe turn heel in a couple of years. I think, is King Curtis dead over there? No, but the angle is. <laughs> I agree. We, we have we have long promos in this one. Don't you well, read? you're trying to fill time because, you know, you only gave Sabu three minutes. Yeah, right. That's right. Uh, yes. What, what, yes. What was King Curtis like in real life? Did you uh, call, yeah. What was your conversations like? He was, very, he was a very friendly, nice guy. He was. Look, all these old school guys are. They are. So, uh, how much did he enjoy Golden Corral? <laughs> Meanwhile, reason. back at the set of fucking Gan, we got to fill some more time. I mean, you guys have, I mean, this is basically like a talk show at this I point know it for is. you and Bobby. Okay. Excuse me, I've got to raise up on my chair here so I'm taller than you, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Who, I want to be taller than you. I know what you're saying, you piece of shit. You treated me like shit near the end of my career. Fuck you. And I'm telling you right now, I don't want to see any of this shit again. We saw a one fucking minute match with Brutus the Barber fucking beefcake. We saw Sabu for one minute. And we got to see the first match for 17 fucking minutes. And we never even saw Chris Benoit wrestle. Well, let me show you what a pussy looks like again as we go back to the ring. That's right. I don't know who the fuck I'm with, but there's Jimmy Hart and there's Hulk Hogan. And who else is this? These are people who just want a motorcycle. Uh, They're giving away a motorcycle here on pay-per-view because I know when I spend $20 or $25 on a pay-per-view, I want to see other people win shit. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I believe these people are from Coleman, Alabama, which (laughs) makes a lot of sense as to why they would win. Okay. Uh, the uh, the denim jacket in the back is maybe the best thing on the whole pay-per-view so far. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my ice on this bike. I'm going to give it to one of these people. And then I'm going to join Johnny B. Bad, and we're going to fuck some girls tonight. <laughs> well, and I want you to put on the hotline, Gene. Put it on the hotline. Tell and them then, bitches to meet us at Pasta Mania. <laughs> and then I'm going to get my thermos out. Give that motherfucker the key, now, and I'll say, get the fuck out of here, because this is a pay-per-view. They want wrestling, and we nothing but doing fucking talking. Notice his black... Yuck, 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 What? His black gloves here. What I've noticed is, which, and this is fresh in my mind because we just watched last week, Halloween Havoc 97, when Hogan's a heel, he wears black gloves like this too, but he nips a couple of fingertips off. Yeah. So when he's a baby face, you wear the whole glove, but if you're a heel... You can you expose the tips of three or four fingers. Yeah. Well, you know what Johnny Cochran said? If the glove doesn't fit, the match is the shit. Uh, or something like that. Something like okay. that. He did That's, say something. All right. I, I think we should address the fact that this is like the Levi family here. Right. You know, because this denim dad, he's rocking jean pants. Yeah. He's got a denim shirt and he's got a jean jacket. Yeah. And this lady on the left, do you think she just proposed sex in exchange for the motorcycle? No, she said, I just want to let you know that I'm not your real mama, but I am your, <laughs> but I am your sister. <laughs> and she shook his hand. Glad to know you. Me and your dad are going to go back and smoke some more meth. And uh, meanwhile, Hulk Hogan said, you know, this 
interview hadn't gone long enough yet. So I want to, we just, I just want to say that in a few moments, you're going to see one of the worst angles ever in professional wrestling history. Gene, tell them about it on the hotline. Do you think yeah. one of these four bastards thought they had to ride the motorcycle all the way back to Coleman, Alabama? Um, I, one of them probably tried to do that. Let's, you know, let's, let kids do you think the daughter has now? This is 22 years okay. ago. She's probably 18 there. Okay. <laughs> I'm just guessing. She's 40 now. How yeah. many kids do you think she's got? Oh, I don't know. It depends. You know well, more What about would it. Klondike Bill think about that lady in the back? Oh, he'd love her, man. In the back to the left? Well, not Jimmy Hart. Okay. <laughs> all right. Call the hotline, and we'll talk about all the broads that we fuck, and we'll see you later. Uh, thank you, white trash people, for being with us. <laughs> what do you think? You very... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. White Hello, trash. Billy Ray. Yeah, Hello, we're Billy in Detroit, Ray. but we got white trash people from Alabama. Jimmy Hart, shut the fuck up. You, oh, hairy bastard. You look alike of uh, Wolfgang Puck or whatever it is. And you, Hulk Hogan, let me tell you, are you going to fuck anybody tonight? I'm going to fuck the promotion, Mean Gene, the way I've done ever since I came here. Yes, that's exactly what we're going to do. Fuck the promotion. Fuck the promotion. And then fuck the promotion. All right. You heard it from the one and only Hulk Hogan. It's a night to fuck the promotion. What? WCW declares war on professional wrestling. I'm going to bed. I don't, I'm not needed. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I don't know World War Three, Sunday, November 26th. If you call your local cable operator, she won't fucking answer. Wait a minute. Where are you going? <laughs> don't go to bed. Welcome back, everyone. Oh, we go back to these two fuckers. What in the world is going on? Am I, am I the only one here? Dave, Dave, answer me. Am I the only one here that thinks that I got too much camera time here? Am I? There's never too much camera time. Yeah, shut the fuck up. I might even ask for that. All right, in a few moments, fans, we're going to ignore the rest of our matches, and we are going to see the, uh, on top of the roof here, something that was really taped the other night. You mean on the roof of the Joe Louis Arena? That's right. Muhammad Ali has been here tonight as well. And we're going to be talking about that. And Heenan is talking about the size of his penis right now and how round it is girth-wise. And, uh, and I'm just saying, you've got to be freaking kidding me. A man your age? And he said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ask anybody. Ask people in the AWA how big my dick was. Absolutely. All right. Is it, was it that big? Was it square or was it girth? It was oblong. All right. Man. We talk too much on this one, man. We talk way too much on this one. And that's just me, you know. Uh, just me. <laughs> I don't know. Am I out of control on this one? I'm I, sorry. No, I, don't, I don't know where you've been this whole time. <laughs> it's sort of like when, when, when Big Papa Pump finally started doing promos. Right. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> what the fuck? This is Scott Stump. What the fuck is Ming wearing right now? I have no idea. Describe what but, Ming is wearing. Well, here. Ming, it looks like... Uh, he looks like a dildo. Well, you know what he looks like? He looks like a gay Lone Ranger. What do you, what, what do you think about... Uh, what, what do you think about... Kyle well, Silver, bend over, away! Okay. <laughs> I don't know. God. Why would he wear something like this? I guess it's because he's part of the Dungeon of Doom, right? Yeah, but I mean, he was yeah. part of the Dungeon of Doom before he was wearing condom outfits. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man, you are looking there at one of the real badasses in our sport, boys. And you actually recently worked with his son, right? Yes, his son. 
What do you uh, think about that tombstone that says Crockett at every uh, Halloween happening? Uh, you know, that's the ha, 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 ha. Yeah, Crockett Promotions is dead, and pretty soon WCW will be too. All right, Lex Luger going to face a member of the Dungeon of Doom, Ming. I want to think of Lex Luger wearing the armbands here. Yeah, trying to accentuate the guns, right? Yeah, because he needed that, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, that was his uh, his uh, homage to the Ultimate Warrior, I guess. Wearing the guns around. All right, I got a Lex Luger sign. And that guy's got uh, armpit stains. And here we go. So Luger, obviously Luger doesn't want to get to the ring. What is that telling us? That he's scared of Ming? That maybe he's not going to go over in this match? That he's not going to sell shit? That it's going to be shitty spots? We'll find out. Ooh. Yeah. Luger's punches. Mm. Always left a lot to be desired. Ah. Wrong thing to do. See, <laughs> wrong thing to do. Oh my goodness! He actually Ming actually sold Conrad. You can talk any time here. Ming actually sold the turnbuckles. I thought for sure. Yeah, I didn't think you did that with Samoans. I, I didn't. I thought Samoans. You you try to hit him in the head, and that was not the right way to go. Now Luger goes over the top. Well, there's one screwed up spot already, and Luger stomps him on the midsection. We had, we had only two referees during this show so far. Sabu and uh, Mr. JL got two and a half stars for their match. Would you agree with that, Ricky? Uh, probably so because of the length of it. The lack of length. Put it that way. <laughs> Meltzer gave this match that we're watching now yeah. uh, negative one star. Wow. Is that worse than a dud? Uh, yes. Okay. He described it as a horrible match with an even worse finish. Okay. They go 13 minutes. 13 minutes? 13 minutes for Ming, like Sluger. Three minutes for J- Mr. JL and Sabu. Yeah, yeah. One and a half minutes for Randy Savage. Uh, 17 minutes for Johnny B. Bad. Wow. Hmm. Sabu uh, found out that he was fired from the hotline. He got no call, no email, no text message, no letter. Uh, he just he was fired found out through the grapevine through that the grapevine. Uh, he was okay. fired. He called the hotline himself when he was told about it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then he called Bischoff, and Bischoff said, "Yeah, uh, that's right. We fired you." Oh, Jesus. So <laughs> nothing well, like finding out that you're fired through the hotline, right? That's terrible. That is absolutely terrible. Uh, and I remember hearing something about that. That uh, the way he got fired was uh, not well done. I don't remember it being the hotline, but I remember it was. It was not handled correctly. Do you suspect that he even knew he needed a call since apparently Mean Gene's promos were just about whoever Hogan was fucking? <laughs> I don't I don't over the top goes Ming. I'm not so sure about that. And now here is Kevin Sullivan helping out Ming. Wow, you can tell they're buying some time down the floor there, aren't you? Who, who would have been formatting the show as far as who, how long each match got? Uh, Kevin Sullivan. It would have been Sullivan. Absolutely, he was a, he was he was in charge of the booking committee. He was the booker, basically. You know, Kevin uh, Kevin did a lot for us. I don't think there's any question, but uh, maybe timing of these matches were not his specialty. Jody uh, Jody Hamilton also was 
instrumental in this as well. Jody works like gorilla, right? Right, at the gorilla position. Telling him to go home, uh, helping time the matches. But, of course, he would only time the matches based on the time that he was told the match should go, right? You're told they're going to go three minutes, two and a half minutes or so. You give them a go home. What does the uh, the drawing mean on Kevin Sullivan's head? You know, that's a draw. He always had that, even back in the old Florida days. He would draw those. That was some sort of demonic sign that he had on his head. What do you think it means? Uh, it means uh, I'm actually two foot one. Well, good for you. I thought you were going to go a little darker with okay. that one. <laughs> It means I'm a short two foot one and a devil and evil. And I wish I was in the backstage area watching Johnny be bad, get fucked. I got to say, considering last week when you were obsessed with Alex Wright's cock meat, I really expected I wasn't obsessed. That thing was just glaring at you, man. I, I just kind of thought when Kevin Sullivan came to the ring uh-huh. here today that you would have made some sort of point to discuss it, but it doesn't seem like you were as high on old Kevin Sullivan's dong meat. Was his dong meat sticking out there? Well, let's uh, let's let's take a shot of it. That, well, Craig Leather's director, so we're not going to get the shot we want. Okay, a pickup in the pool, crossbody one, two, got a two count. Can you believe we're going to have to watch this whole match? Mm, yeah, I guess we are. So, what's been going on in your life this week? Anything? Oh, pretty good, man. How about you? Well, I've been doing fine. Thank you very much. Hey, uh, props to all the downloads that we got for both. Um, the last two weeks, I guess, yeah. the, the, we tricked a lot of people into watching the or listening to the stunning Steve Austin episode. They didn't know it was going to be a turd. Yeah, well. But then last week, you really brought the noise. I think you did your best work so far. I appreciate, Halloween Havoc 1997. I appreciate it. And as we're watching or attempting to watch this match, now would be a good time to remind the fans to go to LoisRules.com, wouldn't it? You know, and what's great about LoisRules.com is they can finally pick up the low-key big hog shirt. And you I, want to get I feel that. like it's a sleeper. Yeah. But I still think the number one with a bullet is Tommy Young. There's no question. That has become a cult favorite, as has Bill's Glass Bottom Boat Tours. That's a big one as well. How proud do you think Klondike Bill would be to know that he's over like Rover with our listeners? He would love it. He would love it. As a matter of fact, he would He would also He would listen to this and probably call me and give me more stories to tell about him. Do you have any fresh Klondike Bill stories you could share with us? Well, as, as this match is going on and we're all watching Ming uh, stomp on the throat of Lex Luger, uh, I do remember that one time – uh, and Dave Penzer reminded me of this when I was on his podcast. Uh, there's a, a rib that, that has been played on the boys throughout the end of time where they have policemen come and arrest you. Right. And they did that to Bill one time, and everybody was dying. And uh, What were they arresting him for? What was the excuse? Uh, the arresting was for some sort of sexual charge, which was obviously Bill. Sure. Uh, so and, he did it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he, if he did it, but he was very calm about it. That's a fucking unbelievable pile driver by yeah. Ming right there. Okay. And Kevin Sullivan looking. How much time's left in this match? Ooh. Got a two count. Uh, so freestyle what you think so anyway, was uh, arrested for. So, But before I do that, remember, LosRules.com to get your T-shirts, right? Absolutely. And when right. you pick up a T-shirt, you actually call and chat them up, and mm-hmm. you'll talk to them as long as you want. You told me tonight... Over dinner, that you once talked to a guy for more than 20 minutes. More than 20 minutes, absolutely. Which I don't even think you spoke for 20 minutes the entire Steve Austin episode. 
So I mean, kudos well, to that there guy. Well, then you go. That guy should be the new host. He got more out of you than I could. <laughs> yeah, so what the fuck's wrong with you? Absolutely. Okay. All right, so now into a rest hold. Klondike Bill, what was he arrested for? Uh, some sort of sexual charge. And of course, as Make he, one up. As he, well, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't what was he fucking kids? What's he doing? Oh, no, absolutely not. Uh, maybe uh, I don't know. So anyway, he walks out, and they walk him all the way out with the handcuffs. The police do because the police are in on it, and he's like, you can tell that he's actually worried, right? And they unhandcuff him, unhandcuff him before they put him in the car, and we all have a laugh on that. Did so. he start crying and confessing anything? No, he did not. I guess he was just trying to think. Do you remember seeing any real uh, WCW arrests or no. Jim Crockett arrests? No, I do not. You never saw anyone get arrested? No. Boy, you were a fucking square. <laughs> I did not. Well, okay. There was there was a time that uh, that Wahoo McDaniel uh, hit a woman. Oh, there's one, two at Bennigan's. Uh, I think I told that story, and I was driving. He, I was riding with him at that time. And uh, I had Lois come pick me up because Wahoo was going to get arrested, and I bailed on him. Oh, that's that's a good story. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> was Wahoo tickled with you for leaving him behind? Uh, I think he was pretty drunk at that time. Uh, so he didn't even know you were there. Yeah. Well, he knew I was. Yeah. And that was after uh, he had dropped the U.S. title Magnum T.A. in, in uh, Charlotte. Wahoo was a tough some bitch, man. And when he got drunk, watch out. Rick Flair told me that uh, Wahoo, he, he had seen Wahoo drink two whole bottles of Crown Royal, and he would tell Rick, I've just got to double up on my insulin. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> I knew he was diabetic. I don't remember those stories, but that does not surprise me. Let me just go ahead and step out and say, a whole bottle of Crown Royal is a lot. Yeah. Two whole bottles of Crown Royal yeah. is holy shit. Yeah, right. Well, that's, that's how he drank. It was like, holy shit. He's drinking. All right, so this match is coming. This whole show is coming to a screeching halt. And I'm not blaming Kevin Sullivan. I'm not blaming Ming. And I'm not, well, I'm going to blame Luger. Oh, kick him down on the sh- So you're saying Luger killed the show? Something did. Was it the booking? Was it the match? I was making a Luger killed joke okay. last week. <laughs> okay. Clearly, he didn't want that one. Okay, well, as you can understand and tell, I, sometimes I can't remember from one week to the other. Well, last week you said that Lex Luger killed Miss Elizabeth. I didn't say that. Eh, I did not say he killed Miss Elizabeth. I said her... You said it was his fault. Her death. Her... Listen to you. Okay, I'm trying to think of what I said. I'm saying that her death, her life spiraling down began when she got with Lex Luger. I think that's well known. Well, I called 909-9900, and you specifically said <laughs> Lex Luger was fucking Miss Elizabeth, and then he fucked her out of her life. Oh, Jesus. Now she's fucking dead. Oh, God. Uh, get your parents' permission, <laughs> or they're going to kill you. Like Lex Luger killed Miss Elizabeth. Oh, I didn't say that's that. That's what you said. I did not. And I was like, God damn. Oh, God. Let's not talk about By that. By the way, well, yeah, I wasn't yeah, going to. You, and then you, you brought you, it up. Last week in a way where I was going to dismiss it, because okay. at the end of the day, I seriously doubt that Luger was forcing pills on anybody. Okay, well, maybe not. I don't know the true story. I just know it's, she's a, tra- a, it's a tragedy. Of it course is. it is. But she's a grown woman, Okay, and she made her own decision, yeah, and those okay. decisions weren't awesome, and that's a shame, yeah, and I is. wish she was here. But yeah, She was one of the nice ladies. Meanwhile, in the ring, Ming has pissed off 
about this match as we are is going to take it out on Lex Luger. Uh, what's Ming doing for a living these days? Is he still in the, in the car business somehow? No, he is in the car business uh, in Florida. Uh, and he and the Barbarian are making a, uh, an appearance at the home of Pro Wrestling Tees coming up uh, in the Chicagoland area. You know that? I actually think that already happened. That I did? I might be mistaken. Okay, maybe it already did. I, I do I know saw that it. multiple people were telling me they were going to be wearing a Tommy Young shirt in the photo. <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> so that'll be interesting to see if Barbarian yeah. has already heard about this. Yeah. I think friend of the show, John Collins, uh, has probably smartened up Barb. Uh, and I'm just hoping that I never have to be in the same place at the same time. We'll try to arrange that. Well, I assume Look, you'll get booked at WrestleCon or something. Yeah. And I'll come visit. <laughs> and then he'll come by and show me that the claw is actually a real move. <laughs> and uh, I'll squeal like a big fat bitch. <laughs> I'll call that match. I'll guarantee you that. Look at him squealing. If I'm squealing squeal like a big fat bitch. shit beat out of me and you're giving running commentary. <laughs> when I get out of the hospital, we are done. <laughs> I just want you to know. That's okay. You can't be the soundtrack to my fucking murder. You know what I mean? Down goes Conrad, squealing like a little fat bitch. Oh, the claw is on. Is that claw fake now, Conrad? I think not. See? Listen, this is what the end of a friendship sounds like right there. Squeeze it like a melon. Squeeze it tight. I sound like an evangelist there. You know okay. what? If you if you mess with me like that, I'm gonna make you have sex with Lois. As punishment. <laughs> oh, all right. I won't do that then. <clears throat> oh, who's going to rock him? You ready for him to rock him? Fans not even looking at the match. So uh, Ming just pulled out a fucking shank. Uh, of course, and this is, it, it looks like a legit box cutter. Yeah, and this is part of the Dungeon of Doom, right? Go. Cool. Oh, yep. Pulled his organs out. Yeah, they do that in the cartel. Yep. One, two. What the fuck was that? What just happened? He had the pin, and Sullivan stomped it. Luger gets the win because I don't understand this one. Kevin Sullivan breaks up the pin before Ming can win, mm-hmm. and now Ming's even confused. Mm-hmm. He's trying to push Kevin around. What the fuck is going on? No, oh, the Red Sox... I saw that they lost, and I'm pissed. They weren't in the 95 World Series. The Braves were. What the fuck did we just watch? Oh, Call the replay oh, here, Tony. Jesus Christ. All right. Let's take a look at some of this <clears throat> great action here at Halloween Havoc. And a scoop slam. Power slam put him down. Terrible looking power slam. He's getting ready to rack him, but Ming digs out of his boots a box cutter. It does look like a box cutter. You're right. Gets it in his hand, and he's going to gimmick him with it, and he should be able to win the match with this, Conrad. But Kevin Sullivan is going to come in and fuck this thing up. Ooh, there's it. He put it back in his trunks. Here's the cover, and Sullivan. One, two. What the hell was that? It was a baby kick, too. It's really weird. Well... Yeah, it was. It was really, really weird. And I don't know what the what the reason was for Kevin Sullivan to do that, but Luger wins. You have a shit match and a shit finish. Meanwhile, let's go back to Mean Gene. Standing here with me is Super Dave. No, it's not Super Dave. It's the Giant. Giant, 
you one big motherfucker. And today, you're going to be on the roof with Hulk Hogan in one of the things that's killing this promotion. Talk about the monster truck. Now, we know that Medusa, in the years to come, is going to be a great monster truck driver. But I can see her in a monster truck. I cannot see someone as big, as tall, and as smelly as you being in the cab of a monster truck. Tell the friends what do you think about the monster truck and what you don't tell us, tell us on the wrestling hotline. Well, Mean Gene, I'm going to grab your hand because I'm a big motherfucker and you're a little bald twat. And let me say this. <laughs> Hogan, as soon as I beat you in the monster truck and you knock me off the building and we don't sell this shit, I'm going to go in the ring and I'm going to beat your fucking ass because I am the son of Andre. Well, not really. But that's what they're saying, that I'm the son of Andre. So I'm going with it. And pretty soon, I'm going to be the big show. And then I'll make some fucking money. Now, I'm the shits. Back to you, you bald twat. Oh, my hand. Call the hotline to see what he did to my hand. Call 1-900-909-9900. Thank you, son of Andre. Hopefully, one day, you'll be in the big time with the WWE right now, here in the ring, in the small time with WCW. Wouldn't you love to see the Barbarian put a claw on Conrad Thompson? Ha <laughs> ha, who wouldn't? Fuck that Conrad Thompson. Fuck him. And all he talked about, about the Barbarian, I hope the Barbarian puts a claw on him, and then Brutus the Barber Beefcake fucks him in the ass. That's it from the giant son of Andre in two years. Two years, he'll be in the WWE making money as a big show, and we'll all be out of business. Let's go back to you, Tony and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Uh, That's kind of what I'd like to announce right now that we're never doing another profile. (laughs) We're only doing Mystery Science Theater 3000. (laughs) Okay. For the rest of our days. Oh, here they go, Arn Anderson and Flying Brian. Uh, what, what, what are these faces? Are these like dilapidated pumpkins on the graphics here? Uh, who came up with this shit? I don't know. It looks like something that would be painted on Kamala's belly. <laughs> but he quit. You know, he could have been in this match because he, he was not going to wrestle the Macho Man and lose. Jesus Christ! Yeah, he was going to go work Independence and make nothing. Okay. Flying Brian always had that crazy look about him. I don't know what that's about. Oh, Four Horsemen Down. See, that's a cameraman doing that. Cameraman say, Four Horsemen Down. Tell the fans, Four Horsemen Down. And, of course, like Lemmings, they followed in with it, right? So the storyline here is uh, Ric Flair has been attacked prior to the show, and he's going to be unable to compete because they've beaten him up. Okay. Just catching you up here. All right. Here comes. Ready? Stay. Yeah, baby. All right. Let me just say, uh-huh. I'm a big fan of uh, Blonde Surfer Sting. You like it better than the Black Crow Sting? I do. Okay. I grew up on it, so it's okay for me to like it. Uh, I understand. He was a tremendous performer, very colorful, very energetic. So, yeah, he gave the fans the high fives. and Yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Sting, you sting like a scorpion. Yep, these signs were pretty creative here in 1995. <laughs> That's right. I'll, I saw one sign, I'll be at the bar after the show. There's one that says Ric Flair for president, and one that says, Barbarian, Barbarian, fuck up Conrad Thompson with a claw. 
I was 14 here. I would hope that nobody was going to. It didn't matter to the barbarian. All right. Or Jerry Lawler. All right. So Sting is going to go here one-on-one with Arn Anderson. Or is it two-on-one? It's two-on-one because Flair is supposed to be the tag partner of Sting. Yeah. Uh, but Sting has made the decision Ooh. to go it alone because Ric Flair has been beat up. Prior to the show, All right. he was deemed as questionable to yeah. make the match. But now, Sting is just giving it a go. How much time are they going to give this match? Now, you got some good performance here. You really do. That? Yeah, Arn Anderson can do a lot of things, man. Could do a lot of things. And let's keep in mind here, you know, that Arn Anderson was... and We got this uh, recently on, on Twitter. Who do I think was the greatest world television champion of all time? Arn Anderson. Well, I said, you know, it would be tough because there's Tully Blanchard, there's Steve Austin, there's Arn Anderson. Uh, and all three of them were great. It would be tough for me to, to pick one. But I guess Arn Anderson is the one that the belt's most noted for, right? To me, it's Arn, and it's not close. Okay. Ooh, how about that by Sting? Arn Anderson selling? God, he was so good. And Brian Pillman was so out of control. I said, get that fucking. There you go. And he's going to follow him again. What was the rhyme or reason for the way your announcer table was set up at pay-per-view? Sometimes you're set off. Sometimes you're ringside. They changed their minds. They did. They changed their minds all the time. Who liked what? Bischoff liked it away. Watts liked it up close? Yes. It's exactly how, how it works. How does Lois like it? She likes it way. She likes it when I'm asleep, and she can get on the phone and tweet and Facebook her friends. That's what she likes. Look at Arn's reaction to Sting here. Into the ropes. Great shoulder block. There's the Sting we know. Arn goes down, sells it like a million bucks. And so does Flying Brian. Are you surprised that Sting never tried to make a transition to working in a behind-the-scenes role in the business? No, I, I don't think so. I, look, I don't think Sting was... Well, I know Sting... Sting was not enamored with the business like many of the boys were. For instance, I'll give you an example. We go to ML, MLW.TV, and you have uh, our, our last show that I did. All the boys in the backstage area knew about the business, knew the history of the business, knew me, listened to the podcast, follows the business. I never thought Sting was a guy who was like that. Shows up, does his job, goes home. Exactly. Absolutely. And he made plenty of money, obviously. I don't think he wanted to have anything to do with the backstage area, the business. What, about, what about Brian Pillman? Pillman loved the business. Yes, he did. Do you think Pillman would be a contributor today if he was still around? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't see Brian Pillman. Oh, oh, down goes both. Great, great maneuvers. Fans love that. Uh, I, I never saw Pillman as a guy that would like to be confined to a, to a boardroom or a creative office or something like that. You know, when... And and I've been in some of those booking committee meetings. Those are those things are, those things are challenging, man. You've got to you've got to you've got to say, okay, I'm going to stay in this room for hours, with with very little breaks. 
when you create shit, you know? It's not for everyone. Pillman here, of course, doing a great job as a horseman. How did you like him as a horseman? I enjoyed him. Yeah, I enjoyed anything Brian did. Brian was really, really, really good at a lot of things. See how, he's, see how his facial reaction is? And he's, he's shaking it off up top up there. It's, that's, that's subtle stuff that means a lot. Like, no, don't put me down. Would, um, how would the boys have said they enjoyed working with Pillman? He feels like a guy who could be easily misunderstood. I think they like working with him. I, th- I think Brian was easy to work with. You know, Brian was known as being a loose cannon. And I think near the end of his career, he was more known as that. But I think as far as being able to work with, I think guys like working with him. I know Z-Man did. Yeah, they used to hot tag chicks, though. Well, It it feels like Arn Anderson here, and I know we've talked about this before, he's one of those guys who feels like he's been 45 years old for 40 years. Yeah, I know. And it's because, you know, he has has, a little thinning on top, washed his hair, you know, washed or combed his hair with a wash rag. Uh, has a uh, has a head the size of a jack o' lantern and uh, a scruffy old beard, but he's uh, not that old really here, and he doesn't look that much different today. And here's the double team. Oh my goodness! Arn Anderson selling, holding his head. Jesus, as you can imagine, I love guys who can sell, and both these guys can sell their ass off. Look at this. He went down almost like Mickey J getting hit with a plastic container. Who would you compare Brian Pillman with to the business today? Today? Like, is there something in the business today that reminds wow. him? That, you know what? I, I, I don't watch it as, as much as, as I should today. But uh, give me a second to think on that. Well, you, you always hit me with these questions. A lot of people compare him to Brian Kendrick in 205 Live. Have okay. you seen Brian Kendrick? I've not seen Brian Kendrick wrestle. No. I Is there anybody on the main roster who reminds you of Arn Anderson? Uh, wow. Uh, Can I give you a name you might not be thinking about? Uh, okay, I was going to thank Kevin Owens. Wow, I like that one. Now, check okay. this out. He was questionable, but now he's back out here. Yep. Flair's here in street clothes, right. not in his wrestling gear. Uh-huh. He's got a bandage on his head, right? and he's chasing after Arn Anderson. Right. He rips his shirt off, and the referee is, is pushing him back in this corner. So it feels like all of a sudden, the tag match we were promised is about to happen. Right. Flair is here to team with Sting. All right. So here we go. Well, who were you going to say that Arn Anderson, who reminds you of Arn Anderson? Well, I was just going to make some suggestions. Okay. I, 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 Kevin Owens, because Kevin is, is not cut. Arn Anderson wasn't really cut. I think a lot of people compare Arn Anderson to Scott Dawson. Okay. From the revival. All right. And uh, I know that a lot of people are high on Luke Harper. And I think a lot of people think his style may be similar to Arn's. Right. And I've even heard a few people compare Arn Anderson to a guy like Seamus. Which I wouldn't have necessarily made that association because they certainly don't look anything like each other. Right. Uh, but I guess the idea was he can have good matches with just about anybody. Right. Yeah. And and that's that's good. I was thinking more of ring style and ring look than I was thinking about matches with with anybody. But I I can see that. So Flair on the corner now. Flair comes in like a house of fire, right? 
Yep. And but it, now he just stands on the corner. Well, he's doing the old cigar store Indian Larry Zabisco deal. <laughs> right. And he's trying to build with a hot tag. And of course, in the meantime, everybody's taking turns beating up on Sting. Right. Do you remember what's going to happen here? I don't remember what's going to happen here. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. Oh, thing. okay. So we'll, we'll we'll get a really good surprise. And uh, are you crunching on ice over there? I am. Okay. And now just a little rest hold right here until they can plan their next couple of moves. Flair comes in with a belt or a shoe. Take one of these shoes, Shivani, and buy yourself a house. I remember him saying that to me. There's a tag, and here comes Flying Brian. Up on top. Sting got the knees up in time. Oh, Brian with a great sell. I got to say, it tickles me whenever I see those old clips when he says, my shoes cost more than your house. (laughs) How about Flying Brian reminding me of Finn Balor? How's that? Would that be a good one? Finn can do some cool. Okay. Maybe so. Pick up an ability back suplex. Arn Anderson sends him down. Flair needs the tag desperately. One, two. Arn Anderson holds on. His stink powers out. Flair pulling up those britches. He told us about that last week. Yeah, he did that all the time. He was just conscious of his midsection. And he wasn't the only one. A lot of guys did that when they got you know late in their careers. They would do that a lot. And a lot of guys, you know, after that, like Wahoo McDaniel, he went with a singlet late in his career. So he didn't have to worry about it. Didn't have to worry about pulling up the belly or the trunks over the belly. And now a tag sting, uh, the the death drop, the death walk. He's almost there. He's almost there to make the tag. Brian gets Flair down. And Flair says, oh, motherfucker, I'm going to get you. And now the chase around the ring. Ring around the rosy and flare back up. So they're setting this up for a very good hot tag here, it seems. I think I know what's coming here. I'm sure you do, because you've seen this long enough, right? Yeah, I I think I know what's coming. This is pretty cool. I like it. I love swerves. Love swerves. My life's been a swerve. And here's a double team here, Sting, being double teamed unmercifully. I, uh, if, if what is going to happen actually turns out happening, I can tell you of a match that I saw that was similar to this uh, back in the Greensboro Coliseum years ago, okay? So remind me of that. Okay. Okay. So Brian Pillman with the cross face, just working Sting, Sting doing a hell of a job of selling here. Faint, the face paint, the Halloween face paint is coming off Sting. And down he goes once again. As a heads up in real life, the reason Flair is being very limited here is he suffered a rotator cuff injury earlier in the week. And uh, he still struggles with that all these years later. Yeah. I know a lot of wrestlers suffered with that throughout their career. Uh Rick Steiner was one. Baron Von Raschke, late in his career, had that. Couldn't even really lift his arms up. Uh, so, yeah, that's the kind of injury that uh, really takes his toll on wrestlers. Flair desperately trying to get in, and I mean a double team going on here with 
Flying Brian or Brian Pillman, if you will, and Arn Anderson. So how much time do they give this match here, Conrad? Seems like it's been going 17 on. minutes. Okay, but, you know, not bad, though. This is good old school stuff. Desperately trying to make the tag. And Pillman cuts him off, mocks Flair for a bit, and gets a two count. And he's not even trying to get the, the three count. He just wants to inflict more damage on Sting. Look at Flair reaching for Pillman. It's interesting to me that this match has so much heat because it tells you, I mean, look at the crowd. Everybody's into this. They've done a masterful job of building the hot tag. And, and obviously sting is one of the most over baby faces in the company. So people are super sympathetic. Sure. Right and left, right and left sting reversal into the ropes and oh, there it is. A spine buster. That's it. One. Two, Flair in the ring says, come on, Sting, get up, get up. Meanwhile, a tag on the other side. Amazing how he got out of that spine buster. And right now, Pillman just toying with him. Taking the legs away so he can't get up to make the tag. Flair begging Sting to make a tag. And a two count. Flair pacing back and forth. <laughs> he was something else, man. Woo, and a strut and a Thanksgiving turkey wish. And now driving down on the knee is Arn Anderson. You know, you can join this. I guess you, I guess this is payback for the Steve Austin one where you did all the talking, right? Man, you know, you've been on such a roll. Yeah. I feel like I'd be just taken away at this point. <laughs> no, stop it. Remember, fans, still to come, we are going to destroy the business. In this program, we are going to have a monster truck match. We're going to throw a giant off the building. He's not going to sell it, and we're going to bring in a big mummy all tonight. Did Lois watch any of the pay-per-views at home when no. you were calling? No, she never watches this stuff at all. Which is good. You know, just stay away from the business. Sometimes I'll think if the boys would have kept their wives away from the business, they'd still be married, some of them. Maybe not. And boy, if they had the joyful marriage you do, <laughs> what are they missing out on, you know? <laughs> I know. Arn Anderson said, you're married for life. We got a t-shirt that says that. We do. It's over at LoisRules.com. That's and, right. You know, I think people got a kick out of the fact that when I freestyled last week that if Lois wanted some of the money, then they should just go to TomZinc.com. <laughs> I think they were shocked to hear that we actually had the site set up at TomZinc.com. But right. I actually did it for a third one. Can I give you a spoiler as to what it is? We got a third one. We have a third one. Okay, and that is? LowKeyBigHog.com. <laughs> so cruise on over to LowKeyBigHog.com <laughs> okay. and uh, pick up your shirt and... Whenever you're supporting the shirt, the show, and you're wearing a shirt out in public, if somebody says, "Hey, that's a cool shirt. Where did you get it?" By all means, please say lowkeybighog.com. Absolutely, <laughs> great stuff, Conrad. Meanwhile, Sting is in the corner, getting a knife edge chop from Brian Pillman, and he does it again. How much, Conrad? How much can Sting take? Four more minutes worth. Okay, <laughs> Snapmare takeover, and look at this, pulling him back. The submission old here, he's got the 
arm grapevined around the side, the leg up near the crotch, pulling in on Sting. Flair with that jaw jutted out, wants to get in. But you just got to wonder what else in this match here tonight can happen to Sting. He's fighting back. Look at Sting. Look at the determination. Rights and lefts and combinations. And Brian Pillman sends him back to, oh, Sting with the double coconuts. Everybody's down. Everybody's down. Everybody's down. My God, Randy doesn't know what to do. He'll count here. One, two, or is that a three? Flair's pacing back and forth. He's itching for the hot tag. Oh, and he's he's going to go strut a little bit more. Three, sting. Flair recently claimed to have betted 10,000 women. You buying it? Uh, it's tag is made. Here comes Flair and boom. <laughs> and there it is. Look at the crowd. Look how excited they are. Yeah, that that really that really got the crowd up. Erupted. Sting is fighting back. Look at this. Wow. Fighting three men. Fighting off three men in the corner. Oh, and they took him down. Nothing he can do now. Oh my goodness. The horsemen. Now they're looking to the back for some help. Randy Anderson. Great hand gestures there. What are we doing? We need some help. Sting. So what are we going to do? We're going to send down a referee or two. What the flying fuck are we doing? And of course, Flair reveals he was never attacked earlier today. Right. It was all a ruse just to get Sting. This reminds me, and I want to tell the fans back in the 70s, Flair was having a uh, a feud as a baby face. Uh, and this was after, uh, this was the late 70s, as a feud as a baby face with, I think, Greg Valentine. And Paul Jones. So he brought in Dusty Rhodes to be his partner. They did the same. They did the, they had a match. And after the match was over, Flair and the other two uh, triple team Dusty Rhodes, which I thought was great. And then they did it 10 years later in a cage in the Omni. Yes. Yeah. That old Flair, dirtiest <laughs> player in the game. Motherfucker. You can't trust that motherfucker at all. Okay. And Pillman still Nick Patrick. Trying to get the guys out of the ring. And now let's go back to Mean Gene. All right. I'm out of the backstage area where we've had rednecks. We've had Johnny B. Bads. We've had big old smelly giants. But you can all find out about it by calling the hotline 1-900-909-9900. I'm going to go back in the back as soon as the smell gets down. And I'm going to get on the phone and tell you bullshit that you would not believe. Right there you see Hawk without his makeup, is talking to Mike Tanay. And as you can tell, Hawk without his makeup looks better than Mike Tanay with makeup. Most people do. Mike Tanay is one ugly fucker, isn't he? And Hawk, who's, Hawk is ordering a pizza right now. Kids must have parents' permission before calling. Sponsored by Turner Broadcasting Systems, or as we call it now, the Big Shit House. All right, here it is. I fucked up Sting. And now, <laughs> I'm going to show people at the Marriott here in Detroit my dick later tonight. And I'm going to show Flying Brian my dick. Go ahead and throw anything at me you want. But you can't stop me. Everybody, before the night's over, is going to see my dick. 
And if you're not in the bar, I'll send you pictures of my dick if you send me your address. Right, Brian? Woo! <laughs> right, Arn? What the fuck type of interview am I drawn in on? Uh, this supposed to be real wrestling, and we're talking about your dick? Who you think hasn't seen your dick? Everybody has seen your dick. Oh, yeah, but the ones that say they haven't, I'll show it to them again. It's the baby's arm for everybody. Woo! Thank you. You can talk more about this on the Wrestling Hotline. <laughs> Absolutely. In a few moments, we are going to destroy the business. And, Shivani, let me say this. I'll be able to go back to the WWF. Heenan will be able to go back. You will not be able to go back because you're fucked. That's right. Don't even hire Eric Bischoff, who said he was going to put a stake to the heart of Vince McMahon. Vince hired him instead of you. All right. Now we go to the ring. Sting. I'm just going to turn my mic off. Overselling the shit here. Bad. <laughs> no, hang with me, man. You're a partner. Dude, you're my- dude I'm unnecessary. <laughs> you're, you're, I'm, I'm Larry Zabisco. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. All right. Let me grab my dick and say, what in the world is on my hands? Did I shit on my hands? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't know. But it smells like shit. Smells like shit to me. And I can tell you this, Shivani. In a couple of years, you're going to fuck me over. But me. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to go on to the WWF. I'm going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And you, you'll be sitting doing radio. That's right, radio and minor league baseball. Don't look so forlorn. Look how I look over there. I know what he's talking about. You're going to be the a Gwinnett fuck. Braves. Yeah, is this Gwinnett. a real? Yes, yeah, this is a real. I'm going to be doing radio. What the fuck? Oh, the motherfucker. I'm going to. And now well, let's go back to Lex Luger. And now Mike today. Mike, is that circles under your eyes? Or are you a raccoon? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lex, I just want to say that well, I'm not Gene at- Okerlund, and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but. Can you say something to us about that shitty match that against me? Lex Luger, can, what can you tell us about the importance of the mask in Mexico? <laughs> Mike, you're right. Luchadors, you suck. <laughs> you have no business here in the United States where I, a person who can't talk, who can't work, who can't sell, makes millions of dollars. But I know where the drugs in Atlanta are. Miss <laughs> Elizabeth, if you're oh, watching. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. Can you imagine if he wrote a misconnection to Miss Elizabeth? Stop it. Oh, yeah. I saw you looking at me. I'm talking about you, the Luchadors. I want to snap into it. Yeah. I'm talking about you, you motherfuckers who prance around with a mask on. You think it's a mystical thing? You don't know shit. I know guys who wrestle in the Congo. That's right. And they cast spells on people. And they're wrestling. They'll cast a spell on a guy, and he will be catatonic in the corner. I've seen that in the Congo. So don't tell me your luchador shit, Mike Denae. The mask means nothing. I'm not going to sell. I'm not going to work. I'm not going to bump. And I'm going to make more money than any of you motherfuckers combined. Because this is where the big boys play. And I'll, one more thing I'd like to say. Praise the Lord. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is going on? We have gone off the rails. Okay. Yes. I've got to convert to the Catholicism just so I can go get a confession in. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, raccoon. And thank you, 
<laughs> Lex Luger. Now, Bobby, a couple more things we can talk about. Since we've been, I had more, uh, much more airtime than JL and Sabu should have had. Oh, God. Okay. Heenan, a couple of things. One, do you think they're going to really wrap up that tall shithead named Ron Reese in Gauls and really run him out of here? Do you really think that's going to happen? Are they that fucking stupid? And number two, do you think when the giant falls off the Cobo Hall Arena or the Joe Louis Arena, do you think he is going to be at least bruised, battered, or is he going to fall in the Detroit River and at least be wet? Only thing I know, Shivani, is that you fucked me right at the end of WCW. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I went back to Vince, and what did you do? Nada. Nothing. You became a humanoid. I went back up to the top. I went to the Hall of Fame. You're a piece of shit, just like those people behind me. And look at your dick. It's down in the dirt. Me? <laughs> I agree. You're right. I'm a piece of shit. And I apologize for that brain. But who knows? One day... One day. What the fuck? I may rebound. That? Look at this shit. Oh, God. So here's the giant tearing up toy trucks. Mm-hmm. And here's the giant taking his shirt off. Okay. Gene say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can't take that shirt off unless it's 1-900-909-9900. Oh, boy. And there's Hogan in the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah. That's right. You know, I actually got, uh, I got a lot of shit because of this. Did you? Were you there when they shot these? Yeah. All of them. And so when, when they did it and they, they say, cut, yeah. did you go, nailed it? <laughs> no. I would say, oh, it's hot as fuck here. I got to get out of here. That's what I would say. Uh, when this angle happened, where they attacked Hogan at the Dungeon of Doom, Eric thought I didn't sell it enough on TV. We well, didn't. Uh, really? I thought I did. So how about this? Okay. The giant is chasing down Hulk Hogan oh my with his monster truck, and he runs over the motorcycle. Uh huh. And of course, and we here a... he pretends to break his neck. Uh huh. And, oh. and I guess that's the way you're supposed to do it. Okay, and that's the way they do it on TV. And now, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. You can break my fucking neck if you want, but I'm still gonna make more money. All you motherfuckers combined, <laughs> because because I control my gimmick. If I don't want to fucking do it. We ain't going to do it, right, Jimmy? And I may not do it. I may wait until bell time to say, fuck you guys. I'm not doing a job. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. This hurts. <laughs> uh, that's just, just what he could have said. I don't know what he really said. <laughs> I just peed a little. Oh, God. Uh, choke slam city. All right. Yeah, this, uh, by the way, this, uh, that's, that's a neck brace that I wore. I was just uh, to say, it looks like the way you move your head right now. <laughs> yeah, earlier in the year. Now check out this uh, ugly woman attacking. <laughs> yeah, my God. Hulk Hogan. Uh, they going to do another neck break? That's Kevin Sullivan. Mm. Who, was, who, made a, who made a more attractive woman? Kevin Sullivan or Ric Flair? Uh, I thought Rick was a beautiful woman. <laughs> what are you laughing about? I agree. I'm a big Charlotte fan myself. Yes. I've, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know that Silva is secretly in love with WWE superstar Charlotte? Yeah, I do know that. Oh, he's told you too? Yeah, and I told him that I saw uh, Charlotte recently, you know, when I went to visit her dad. Yeah. And got to hug her, and he didn't. So, wait, wait, there, right? Dave. Uh, Sullivan. I am King Curtis. Inside of this is a million-dollar cookie that you rub your tongue against. You'll see frogs tomorrow. Meanwhile, 
This package is going to go on and on and on. To be clear, uh-huh. the idea for a long time was supposed to be that this <laughs> is the Yeti. And I thought the Yeti was like an abominable snowman. Yeah. But apparently it means mummy. Mm-hmm. So I was lied to my whole life, I guess. <laughs> well, I guess you were too. Oh, man, look at that. And nothing like shitty graphics to really... Hype up a holy shit! Match. That truck turned into Hulk Hogan. Okay. This is like uh, a Transformer in reverse. Uh-huh. <sighs> okay, well the build up. How big's the uh, Giants hog? You think? Whoa, like a roll of baloney. Oh my god, who's this? This is it. God, I don't know. It looks like it looks like Klondike Bill. That's what I'm saying. It, it kind of looks like. You don't Klond- an, 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 anorexic Klondike Bill. All right, here he is. He's Bob Chandler. Bob Chandler, good to nice to meet you. Now you have gimmicked these trucks to where these trucks are going to go after each other. It's a sumo type truck. Now I've taken over the company. I want this fucking thing to work. We've had shit on our TVs for too many years. Tell us what you're going to do. Well, I have no fucking idea why I'm here. I've had Alzheimer's, and I just think I shit tapioca. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck are you? Alzheimer's. Oh, oh my god. Why were you replaced here? Did you say fuck this? I refuse yeah. to call this. Who the fuck are you? Well, I'll laugh here. Who, what's your name again? My name is Eric Bischoff. I turned around this company. We're going to have trucks, and then we're going to bring out a guy in fucking gauze, and we're going to call him the Yeti. Now, Bob, don't have a fucking heart attack. Don't shit yourself, but thumbs up to you for being here. You're old, decrepit. You're about ready to keel over dead. And we want you to sit here and watch this match with us because right now I understand they're getting ready. And let's go up to the top of the Kobo Hall next door where the sumo truck is getting ready to go. We taped this on Saturday. Doug Dellinger really thinks he can get in between them. Okay. This is our... uh, By the way, that guy on the left is still with the company, I believe. Uh, what the guy, the blonde hair guy? Yeah, is he still with like with with what company? With the monster I think, truck? I think company? he's working with the WWE. Oh, is he? Because he worked with us for many years. He was like our uh, stunt guy. He's still there. Well, yeah, he's walking around uh, WC, the WWE somewhere okay. right now. All right. So, Ma- meanwhile, what's Doug Dillinger doing? Look at Doug Dillinger saying, "Well, you want big motherfucker?" Hey, look at Hogan. He said, "Man, thanks for coming. We're all making money." And he said, "Okay, here's the deal." Here's the deal. Okay, Stanway, you are going to go to that one truck. Get that motherfucking truck. Get in the fucking truck, okay? And Hulk Hogan, you're going to the other truck. Look at the front of Hulk Hogan's truck. It's got the, the big gold belt. The big gold belt. And now we're taking a look at the outside of Kobo Hall, which is right across from Joe Louis Arena, as you can see. How much crime is taking place in that mm, city at this uh, very moment? Yeah, at this moment, who knows? The biggest crime is about to start. <laughs> the crime of wrestling. Okay. Uh, you know, we, we should probably have Medusa here helping us call this because she knows a lot about monster trucks. I don't think she's done this type of done. And, <laughs> and she could sit right here on my lap and help me call it is what she could do. What, what, what'd your shorts move? No, nah, my shorts don't move at all, man. Uh, and <laughs> of course, they take a lawnmower to start up the monster trucks. And here we go. The idea is to push the other person out. You ready, Conrad? Yes, sir. It's some Alabama shit right here, buddy. You ever gone to a monster truck show? No, sir. I have all my teeth. 
Okay, just so we know. As you can see, here we go. Sumo trucks. Push If he pushes Hogan over the barrels there, the giant wins. Now, I do believe we have in the trucks, yes, cameras. There's Hogan selling it like he's doing something. And, boy, the, uh, the truck of the giant needs, you can see its ribs. It needs something to eat. Pushing it back the other way. Look at Hulk Hogan's big guns on the truck. There's the giant. See, I really think there was somebody else in the truck driving this thing. I think they were just gimmicked up. Well, the whole thing's fucking stupid. I well, can't of course imagine it is. a scenario where Hulk Hogan is like, yeah, I'll jump in here and do it for well, real. Well, again, this is a crossover thing they wanted to get because monster trucks are big with people who don't have teeth. So they wanted to bring in that. And what a better way to do it than in Detroit. I thought maybe this would be much be better in somewhere in Alabama, but Detroit will work out fine. Watch close. I mean, no one is given an inch here right yet. Sumo monster trucks. As you can see, it's very wet outside. It had been raining all day. This was a long shoot for all of us. I was here during that shoot. And this was also the time when the Atlanta Braves won the World Series. This same night when this monster truck was shot. This same night when this monster truck was shot. You, you wake there, Conrad? Dave, Conrad's falling asleep on me here. Uh, <laughs> they, this same night when the monster truck was, was shot, the, the Braves won, won the World Series in Atlanta. Which is... Uh, 1995 in October. From, from worst to first. That's right. Well, somewhat, yeah. Eventually, and that's it. Did Hogan was Hogan knocked out? I think you got to go all the way. Okay, all the way, just like the cage we saw last week, right? Well, I think okay. the idea is to go all the way, like you know, throw him off the fucking building. Oh, okay. How about the bandana on the back? Isn't that something? That truck was really pretty well done. And not only that, think how much money it took to make up those trucks. Right now, of course, you know, monster trucks are. The, the cab and the, the design is, is not the big part of it, obviously. The wheels and the axles and the, the transmission and the... That's all part of it, but... By this time, you know, most people in the arena are saying, okay, get it fucking over with. Don't you think so? No doubt about it. I mean, it seems like a monumental fucking waste of time. Yeah. We're never getting this time back. Well, we know we're not, but uh, again, it's something you remember. And I go back to this, right? This is kind of a real-life circle jerk. <laughs> well, you know. Okay, there it is. The explosion, that's it. The giant won. Maybe not. And now I'm probably sitting in the arena saying, who fucking won this thing? And again, from the helicopter, which costs money as well. So you can see just how much this part... Of this pay per view costs us money, and how much did you say? How much was paid, Conrad, during this? Uh, it's heavily, 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 heavily papered. papered. So, I would think that the uh, the gate receipts didn't even cover the cost of shooting this. Oh, if wow, you figure yeah. in the trucks, that's, that's a great point. And There's you, no chance. Yeah, and you figure in the helicopter, one hundred and twenty nine thousand or so. Right. Absolutely. How many people do you think bought this pay per view? Uh, 55,000? 
No, no, fifty-five hundred. No, no, just you know. I don't know. Less than what was the buy rate? I mean, did Meltzer report the buy rate? I'm sure he did. Okay. Do you fucking care what Meltzer thinks? All no, but we always bring him up. Well, you got mad at me. Oh, there you go. That's it. They're both through. It is over. Now, the giant loses. Right? The giant is backed up, and he's backed up as you can see the darkness of the Detroit River, and the giant's like really pissed off. Hogan, motherfucker, come here. Come here, Hogan. Okay, you may have won, but I'm going to fuck you up. And now this, there's nowhere for Hogan to go. Oh, my God. There's no, oh, my God. They are right on the edge here. What are they going to do? Jesus. Could it be that, could it be that Hogan's going to be thrown off into the Detroit River? If why, you really why think. Why would Andre Sun be trying to kill Hulk Hogan like this? I don't know. Do but do you really think that the river is right straight down below them? Okay. Oh, my goodness. It's the clash of the Titan. Whoa! No! No! Oh, and my God. What's happened, Tony? The giant is dead! The motherfucker's dead! What's Hogan doing? Fleeing the scene. Yeah, running like a little scared bitch. Oh, God. How come whenever Hogan commits a crime, there's a camera rolling? Okay. Oh, and look. The river. Do you see his was head? Was that the Loch Ness monster? Uh, do you see his head floating around? Was that his dick up in the air, floating up top? I don't see anything. Whew, my God! Let's bring in the lights and let's go back to the ring. I don't. What the fuck happened? Anybody know what happened? Bob's saying, "Well, I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing here." Heenan's saying, "Well, I got a fart." Oh, oh, Heenan going to oversell this shit. Oh God. Oh, okay, he wiped his brow, put it back in there. Uh, he didn't say, I don't know. Uh, I can't see it. Uh, fuck. The only thing I know is that Shivani fucked me over. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, my God. And I never forgave that son of a bitch. Eric's pretending. If I ever see that motherfucker in a restaurant, <laughs> yeah. I'm staring a hole. I'm staring a hole down. Eric's, Eric's talking to somebody. Eric's, I'm the boss here. Hey, okay. where is. Tell him we're canceling the podcast. <laughs> Tell him I'm tired of his shit, and I'll tuck in my goddamn T-shirts if I want to. Okay. And tell him to stick the Illuminati up his asshole. Okay. Bob, we will have someone come and card you off. Stop asking me questions about SummerSlam. (laughs) I didn't watch it. I played with my fucking dog and drank this Buffalo Cody beer. Fuck you and fuck Cesaro and Sheamus. I'm not talking about that shit anymore. I got to go. Ask about the end of it. God damn it. I'm out of here. Could we get a dolly to get Bob off the set here? I think Bob is shit his pants. Bob's dead. Uh, okay. But Elvis lives. And Crockett Crockett's doesn't. dead. Okay. Absolutely. And R.I.P. You know what? There's a rap song that I think you would like about that. That R.I.P. stands for rest and pussy. <laughs> I feel like that's what Luger's been doing in the back. Freshen up and get ready. It feels like he got good news from his uh, Craigslist misconnections. Maybe Elizabeth wrote him back. Oh, you're going to go. You want to go to confession with me next next week? Uh, I think I'm busy next week. Uh, okay. What, what's what, what's Luger doing back out here? He's probably going to wrestle. Didn't he just wrestle against me? Yeah, but I think he's going to wrestle the macho man. Okay. Then, let me ask you a question, hypothetically. Okay, I don't get this. Are you going... Um, what do you mean you don't get Didn't this? the Macho Man just wrestle too? Yeah. And Luger just wrestled also? Yeah. 
Were we that thin on talent that we had to have him wrestle twice no. in a show? Bobby Eaton's already in the next town. <laughs> Jesus. He's with Regal, Eddie Guerrero, and Dave Malenko, okay. Chris Benoit. All right. Do you think when Benoit left early here that he took woman with him? Uh, I think this was pre- prior to that. Oh, okay. That time. Oh, yeah. Going to come back out again. What the fuck am I coming out for? But I'm a professional. Oh, yeah. Man, we'll shake your hand. Hey, sweetheart. What are you doing? Hey, get those zits off your face. All right. Look. What's Macho Man's favorite restaurant? Uh, I don't know. What was it? I don't know. What was his favorite beer? Uh, he liked Coronas. Wow. Okay. I don't know what the fuck we're both doing out here again, but why fucking not? Do you think Luger ever asked Nick Patrick to peel his shrimp for him? <laughs> he might have. He was good. There's, okay. I don't want to be out here either, motherfucker. So what the fuck? I'll call the fans out. And how long are they going to go? Do you know? About 17 minutes again? <laughs> I feel like every match so far has been three minutes or 17. Yeah, has it ever. All right. By the way, we're coming to you from Joe Louis Arena. This is Halloween Havoc 1995. We're all wondering and concerned about the Giant. Now, I don't want to really talk over this match. I want to give the match a do. But, Conrad, we just saw the Giant fall off the edge of the Cobo Hall and it looked like maybe down in the Detroit River. We have to wonder, is he drowned? Is he deaded? What the fuck is going on? Is there a big grease splat on a road somewhere? Did you say deaded? Deaded. I said drowned too. You said deaded. Deaded or drowned. Okay. How, how, how does one get deaded? Gets thrown off the Cobo Hall. And, and then boom, you're deaded. And then you're deaded. Okay. And now, meanwhile, have they been asked, asked for the bell yet? Well, we have the fucking mute on, Tony. Okay. How would I know? <laughs> okay. we're, well, we're the referee so, would say bell, bell, bell. You're yeah. saying all these guys are in the back getting pussy, jerking people off and murdering, <laughs> but now we're concerned about the bell. <laughs> it's just a point of contention. But, hey, here's the deal. Oh, look. Oh, Jimmy Hart. Jimmy, Jimmy Hart's already dressed for the funeral. Okay. Yes, he is. Here's the deal. Once they step through the ropes, I'm a professional. You know. Okay. Jimmy Hart's here, yeah. and he's in all black because he knew one way or another there's going to be a burial. <laughs> right. Maybe. Maybe the Giants. Or maybe just WCW. <laughs> yeah. I think the latter is what happened eventually. Oh. Well, we can look back on this now and laugh and think it was silly and stupid, but there was a lot of, and I'm going to say this sincerely, and I'm not saying many things sincerely during the show. As you know, there was a lot of time and effort production-wise put into all this. There really was. These guys are going to go five and a half minutes yeah. or so. Ooh. Uh, Meltzer wrote, next came the sumo monster match. This match was actually a compilation of about a five minute live match and several hours worth of taping the previous night. They right. actually had two monster truck drivers along with Hogan and the giant inside right. the truck faking like they were driving. Right. If you notice all the, in the truck shots were identical and spliced in badly, which gave it the planet nine look. Wow. The Dungeon of Doom truck looked cool. Even Hogan's truck looked like it was on steroids. <laughs> uh, after the match, Hogan and the Giant argued, shoved, and punched, and eventually the Giant lost his balance on a ledge that was supposed to be overhanging Lake Michigan, although there's actually no part of the roof of Cobo Arena that overhangs the lake. There's actually a parking lot totally surrounding the building. Anyway, the Giant plunged to his death, or so we were led to believe, Angles like this are the reason pro wrestling in this country is in the condition it is in. Yeah. Well, Your thoughts? my thoughts is I'm glad you have the recipe for us getting back on our feet, Dave Meltzer. 
Okay, so you believe here that... Um, I believe it was bad. I don't think you can blame shit like this for wrestling being... Well, maybe you can. Macho man outside. Meanwhile, when it comes in between the ropes, I'm a pro. Okay? Nobody, nobody can argue that. Okay, so... At least I try to be. You're rolling, man. Yeah, so, yeah, you know. Enid may have hated me, okay? Vince may have said, we're not going to hire that fat fuck ever again. I don't care. Okay, it's fine with me. And they go down onto the floor. Luger with a double axe handle. Didn't we just see these guys wrestle earlier in the night? Uh, we did. We saw them wrestle different opponents, though. I just don't. I don't get this. I don't. I. I you were satisfied with Macho Man in a minute and a half with Zodiac. Well, no. I, I just. I. I can't see why you would have guys wrestle twice in a pay per view. Maybe there's something missing here. Maybe they told them to go out. Maybe it's a tournament for a title shot. Uh, is that what it is? I don't. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, you, you were here. I was. Well, I was fourteen. Come on, it was. It was, stop you fucking laughing. I was, four, so, I was fourteen. Okay. I know you were fourteen, and I was here, but it was twenty fucking years ago. Okay, so I. I, I don't get it. In all your research you did for this week's show, mm-hmm. you, you didn't know? I didn't know. And I did a lot of research for it. Uh, and here they come back to the ring. And now we're getting, oh, man, that was a was a pretty stiff shot that time by Savage. Savage going up top. Reaching up for the, oh, the big double axe handle and Luger caught him on the way down. Now what's Luger going to try to do? Nothing. As he goes over to get him. Into the corner, Jimmy Hart talking to the referee, reversal in, knee to the jaw. That's going to be it for the Macho Man. Luger's got his foot on the ropes. Will somebody fucking count? I got. And Macho Man gets out of the way, scoots out of the ring. Meanwhile, apparently, they are reciting. (laughs) I don't know, but they continue to talk. Oh, my God. Finally, the bump that we should have seen like three minutes ago comes. Jimmy Hart goes down. Big elbow by the Macho Man. One, two, three. And Luger basically has kind of been pinned twice here. One time, Kevin Sullivan saved him. And this time, no one could. And your winner, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. It's worth mentioning, uh, Meltzer uh, wrote... Savage hit the elbow off the top for the pin. Given what was happening later in the show, this finish made no sense. Quarter star. Mm. Uh, so next up, of course, is our main event. What did you think of the giant Macho Man hats that were in the crowd? Uh, I've got one in my. Um, I've got one in my attic. Do you ever wear it when you're making sweet, sweet love to Lois? <laughs> no, I do not. In my head, you did like a magic mic routine. <laughs> Where you got down to your button in a fur coat and that hat. Yeah. And you just strutted that ass and shook your button. And now Chris Schiavone's here. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? I did not. Macho had a handful of tights that time. I did not, but that's not a bad idea. Let me ask you this. That's not a bad idea. Um, You got five kids, right? Yes. Uh, Which one of them was the most fun to make? Uh, That's a personal thing, Conrad. But it was the twins. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Here, here's what I like. Okay. Last week, 
So I'm sticking this stick up this guy's ass and I pull it out and I smell it. And then I say, Hey, which time did you enjoy having sex to make children? You're like, that's personal. That's private. So anyway, well, you about know, my button on a fur coat, it, it changes from week to week. So Lois's boobs hang down past yeah, her knee. Yeah. I mean, well, these, these are your words. Yeah. The fuck you don't need to talk to me like that. You're a motherfucker. You piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. And I don't have to sit here. You piece of shit. You piece of shit. And I'm gone. You're a piece of shit. All right. I'm a piece of shit. You were Keep used going. to that, though. Keep going, huh? Did Bobby Heenan ever like you? Uh, oh, yeah. We were good buddies at one time. And it's, what, we don't know what the fuck's going on here, do we? We're getting ready to bury the fucking company. Is that right? Okay. We're going to bury the fucking company. Now, Heenan, sit back down. I hope you are okay. Put your headset back on, you fucking weasel. Now, you're as unhappy as I am about coming back to WCW. We both are pissed off about being here, but we got to go with this shit. I ain't got to go with shit. I'm Bobby the Brain Heenan. I don't have to do shit. I don't have to listen to what a bitch I'll have to say. I don't have to sell this fucking shit. They want me, Bobby the Brain Heenan, to sell a fucking giant, dropping off the fucking top of the Cobo Hall. How am I going to sell this shit? He's going to come back alive. And what are we going to say? We have no fucking idea. We never have any idea what we're going to say, Bobby. That's what we are. We're fucking clueless. I'll shake my finger at you, motherfucker. Let me tell you something. In a couple of years, you're going to fuck me over. <laughs> and I don't want to be fucked over. Am I going to fuck him over? Fuck no. Of course you are. Yes, you are. Let's take a look at what happened once again. All right. Here it is. And Meltzer gave this, what, a quarter of a star or whatever. Uh, and he even... Uh, ripped- if, they, if these were Japanese monster trucks, would it have been five stars? It would have been five stars. Okay. It would have been in the Tokyo Egg Dome. And would have been five. These motherfuckers were driving this on top of the egg dome. I don't want to see that (laughs) inside the egg dome. So I said, now we're going to, we're going to relive the whole silly shit again. Now here's what I don't understand. And help me here, Conrad. Where where are the police? They were booked at the palace of Auburn Hills. I'm just saying that's one of Sting's favorite places. If you murder a guy. Oh, the police. I thought you meant the, the rock group. Uh, and so, Wait, but you got Sting down pat, but yeah. it's the police that throws you off. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Okay. So here's my question is, now, as a shoot now, you know, we're arguing with each other here. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if the Giant's going to come in hurt, you know, in a sling maybe, maybe uh, dragging in a broken leg, or he's going to be all wet. Okay. We, ha- we have no idea. The only thing we do know is that Hogan so, killed him and ran away like a little bitch. Tell me how this really happened. You were there when they shot this, right? Yep. So what does the giant fall onto? There's a ledge, and, of course, uh, the little guy that you saw is uh, is a stunt guy, and they had uh, some of those paddings. The big airbag? Yeah, the big airbag paddings were in the fall on. And that's how it happened. How far of the fall was it to the airbag? It wasn't far at all. It was a ledge down to a, a second ledge. The giant nervous or was he cool? Oh, I think he was. Well, no, I know he was nervous about it. Absolutely was. Because you just never know. If you get up on that ledge, you never know what's going to happen. My God, what's he? Is he? Is he on his knees? Yeah, he's trying to keep a job. Okay. <laughs> he's selling it. I, I have to give Heenan a lot of credit here. He's selling his ass off for a shitty angle, isn't he? It feels like you guys have had a lot of heavy lifting here. Yeah, I know. This is. Uh, I thought the show was shitty. I had no idea. Let me mention this. Uh, Van Hammer oh, got my a little God. bit of trouble here uh, okay. when 
his physician was indicted on 83 counts of prescription drug violations. Uh, and one of those included Van Hammer being prescribed 59 times between October of 93 and August of 94. Uh, and that comes out here um, around this same time. When did you know Van Hammer was on the gas? First time I saw him. Got any good Van Hammer stories? Uh, none that I've, I've told him all that I know. I mean, he was freaking horrible. All right, here we go. Now, you're thinking here, right? You're thinking here that the giant is fucking dead. He's dead. He's got to be. He's got to be dead, okay? How do we, in, how do we for God's sake, how do, how do we sell this? And I, I still don't know right now how the giant's going to come out. I don't know. Heenan doesn't know. We have not been smartened up to say what's going on with the giant. Okay, so when the giant comes out here, Conrad, I'm literally thinking to myself, when the giant comes out here, what the fuck are we doing? And I, and I said that a lot during the course of the years doing WCW, said a lot of it times in the talkback. What the fuck are we doing? But really, n- probably no more than when the giant comes out here second. Okay, so see, now right now, I'm, Hogan comes out, Jimmy Hart comes out. They got the belt, okay? Hogan's got a stern look on his face, all right? I still don't know what's going to happen. Don't know. Uh, and I'm thinking at least maybe they'll, they'll say the Giant's been hurt, he can't wrestle, and they do some sort of angle where the other members of the Dungeon of Doom come down, right? Right. I don't know. And then the fucking Giant comes out. And watch when he comes out. You know, we made a lot of mistakes. We really did in WCW. One, we've documented them well. We've we've shit on some of them. We made fun about some of the stuff. Uh, we've cursed about some of the things that they were done. But realistically, uh, and a lot of the show was, some of the show was good, some of the show was bad. And see, now, Hogan is telling them, you know, cut the music. It's over. I killed him. That's down. And now he's going to talk. Okay. I just killed that motherfucker. He ain't coming out. It's fucking over. You guys can go back home to the lives that you lead all the way back to Alabama. Michael Buffer, go fuck yourself. You're probably getting paid more than anybody here. And now. Then the Giant's going to come out here, okay? And I'm saying to myself, okay, I can understand him coming out. I can understand him fighting his way up, but... Like nothing happened. Look, yeah. like nothing fucking happened. I remember thinking, how am I going to sell this? And I, I, to be honest with you, I don't know what I said, but this was not right. Okay, I understand the look. I understand that. He should have at least, at least been bandaged up a little bit. Maybe been wet from being in the lake or the river right, or whatever. Right. But nothing. So it made Not it, a scratch on Not a scratch on It made no dry. sense. Made no sense. If he really fell off the building... It made no sense. So it's just downhill from there. And boys are going to go way downhill in a few moments. Now, of course, we, the, I know what they were trying to do. They were trying to make the giant bigger than, bigger than life. A baddest motherfucker ever. I can fall off a building, okay, and I can still come back. I understand that part, but put a little bit more thought into it is what I thought. 
So if you disagree with me, you can always uh, send me a, a tweet at Tony Schiavone24. He is Hey Hey Conrad. And, um, or send it to Dave Silva. What's your Twitter, Twitter address there, Dave? DG1975. DG1970. Dave, were you born in 1975? Yes, sir. Fuck. DG Silva, 1975. Yeah, he looked like he was born back or in the 50s. just okay. press your Siri button uh-huh. and go... See? I mean, Siri did all that. I didn't do any of that. <laughs> okay. All right, now they go. And, of course, now here, Hulk Hogan was had a legitimate threat. Look at what Hogan's wearing. He's here. got Kevin Sullivan's demonic forehead. What the fuck is he wearing? Okay. Between that and then he's wrestling in cowboy boots. Right. This is kind of a foreshadowing of Hulk Hogan turning bad in the black, right? Yeah, it's a trial run. Right. All right. The giant wobbly. Hogan says, I can't get him down. Great facials from Hulk Hogan, and let's do it again. The fans are not buying any of this yet. The fans are saying, didn't he just fall off a building? Shouldn't he be dead? Oh, my goodness. Ooh, scenes from WrestleMania three trying to pick him up. And the giant with the double accent on the back. What did you think of the decision to call the giant the son of Andre? Uh, right now I, th- I think it was stupid, but back then when they asked me, I went, "Yeah, great, great, great job." I go with it. I agree. It, look, Andre was legendary, right? And they were just trying to build off of that, and they were trying to build him up for Hulk Hogan. So why not? Right? You saying you didn't like it? You did. Well, you know, it doesn't feel like it's necessary. It feels like something that Hogan would have wanted. Okay, I see what you're saying. Because he drew the big money with Andre, with and Andre. he probably wanted to sort yeah. of kind of recreate that. Yeah, and that that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, it's crazy to think about, too, that that feels like a lifetime away from here, but that was just eight years prior to this. Right. And, and I think a lot of people lose sight of that. It's, it's important to remember, when you're talking about it eight years, let's use that for same you know, reference got here. Right. You're talking about 2009 from right now right in 2009 from now doesn't, doesn't seem, seem that long right right and that's how long it was here from when he was working with andre to now the giant from wrestlemania 3 to this time right. right and both in that same area the same city so and i can understand they want to draw in on that how fucking green is the giant here by the yeah. way well he's this green is, this is first match right uh it's first big match right right absolutely Oh, he's green, but you know he can do a lot of things. We all we all were amazed by how how much he how well he could move for a big guy. Yeah, just a natural athlete. Yeah, right. I think a lot of people forget that he played basketball, and you see a, a giant guy like this, and you just assume, well, he can't move. But to play basketball, you got to be able to get around. Yeah. Uh, he he went to a Hawks game one time, and it was on the TV, and they had him go out and. Uh, take Harry the Hawk and body slam him. Right. And he looked at the camera and he said, Hey, Tony Schiavone. And I went, when was that? Uh, that was back during this run. And I said, why'd you say my name? He said, cause you always put me over on TV. I thought I'd say something nice to you. And then you showed him your dick. <laughs> and, well, cause you said earlier, that's what you do when you're mad. <laughs> you said, you said macho man was mad. I'm so mad. I'm going to show you my dick. Well, maybe the macho man did, but not me. Come on, we're talking over a just a a really show of strength here. 
he's too strong. Hogan's saying, he's too strong. I can't. He's too strong, brother. He's too strong. And Randy said, okay, how much more time have we got to this match? And we're all waiting for the Yeti to come out. We think we've seen the worst of, of the worst. <laughs> uh, just wait. So here in Detroit, where eight years ago, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant wrestled in the biggest event ever in wrestling. They are trying to recreate the magic once again. So what do they do? They throw a guy off the building, having come back unscathed. And the fans are getting with Hogan here. There you go. Yeah, he's hulking up. Coming back. Look at Randy Anderson, referee doing a great job. He's into this. Oh, in the midsection. Saw that one coming. Elbow in the back. A giant that such was so versatile for a big guy. Oh, boy, they fucked up that spot. Hulk Hogan in all black or Hulk Hogan in yellow and red? Which did you prefer? Uh, well, yellow and red because that's how I first met him and I was there in 89 during the run of Hulkamania. And down it goes because those are his colors. Those, he made those colors famous. And just so happens that Kevin Sullivan is in yellow and red. How about that? And now the Giant going to try the big leg drop. And Hogan hulked up. Oh, baby. No, no, no. You've seen this many times. Here we go. He's hulking up. Fans are going crazy, I think. And a right hand to the head. And they're going to do it again. Staggers the big man back. Back up against the ropes. Going to go to the other side. Head first. Going to go to the other side. Head first. Oh, boy. This, is, this match is really slowing down. Wow. You enjoying this, Conrad? Well, I'll tell you, it's... Uh, it's kind of uh, in slow motion now, isn't it? Well, you know, yeah. we thought Age in the Cage last week was slow motion. Yeah, this, uh, that was much better than this. We're, we're at a crawl here. Yeah. And uh, oh, wow. I don't know what it is about this card. It feels like all the matches that should be short are not, and all the matches that are long. And I think we can agree that Shivani and Heenan... Had too much camera time. I like that we're talking about ourselves in third person. Okay. Yeah. You want to guess about how long this match goes? Uh, I, I don't know. It's way too long already. Just guess. Uh, it goes 16 minutes, 17 minutes? 16 minutes and 57 seconds. Wow. What is it about 17 minutes in this fucking show? I don't know. Well, the, what they would do, they would say, how many matches we got on the card? We got seven. Okay. Uh, we want to give 17 minutes each match. Yeah. And then we break it down from there. Uh, so here's something I learned when I was doing research here. The original idea was that the giant was supposed to be giant Gonzalez. I think most people most famously remember him as being, uh, Eligante, but he's supposed to be the giant Gonzalez character uh, or some incarnation of it here, but he winds up going a wall, um, after being hospitalized in midweek after getting into the country here to do this angle. Uh, and he's actually, you know, the original plan, but of course that all changes and, and they have to call an audible. So they get Ron Reese. Do you remember this supposedly planning to be giant Gonzalez? No, I thought it was Ron Reese the entire time. 
So they were going to bring in El Gigante to do this? Supposedly, okay. um, you know, from WrestleMania 9, right. Giant Gonzalez character, the guy who was the former El Gigante, right. was supposed to be in to play the Yeti. Okay. And uh, that doesn't work, so they call an audible, they get Ron Reese. Ron Reese. Well, there you go. And, of course, that was about it for the Yeti, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, well, not much more. Not much more. Uh, I, this yeah. was, Ho according to uh, my report here, this was Hogan's final WCW match until February or March. Uh, while there was no apparent communication between Hogan and the WWF for him to go there in 96, if WCW felt any serious uh, chance of this happening, there's no way they would have kept the belt on him, and it's doubtful that Jimmy Hart was going to shoot an angle against Hogan as their long-term plans are to stay put. So the reality is people are thinking Hogan's done for a while, right. but they're keeping the belt on him. So maybe he's not going to be gone as long. Do you know why Hogan was taking time off here? Is he making a shitty movie? Does he just need some time off? It, it was all part of, uh, all part of his, uh, what he wanted to do. I mean, he didn't want to, he wanted to make as much money as he could and wrestle as few times as he could. And, uh, Basically got what he wanted. I don't think anybody's getting what they want in this match. Well, no, not at all. It's uh, it's pretty brutal right now. And why not a bear hug and show you the strength of just picking up Hogan like a rag doll here and fighting him around. This is pretty brutal. Fans were kind of getting into the Hogan chant, trying to get him back, and now Hogan's trying to get him back into it. You see the kids up on the left here, and they're getting excited now, and they're trying to get Hogan into it, but... Uh, and there's always some jackass waves to the camera uh, down on the right there. Yeah. That's Are we getting it. close here? I don't know if we're getting close or not. That's what she said. Okay. And now, of course, you know, again, it's uh, when the Yeti comes. Uh, again, this is one of those things where he's going to. Uh, uh, and Ron Reese wasn't much of an athlete. Uh, he just big. Uh, and uh, he's going to try to fuck Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan in the well, ass. Look at their faces. What are they doing right now? Okay. What, is, what, is, what is the Giant doing? The Giants... Uh, I, f I feel like they're docking. The, the giants? Are you in the loop on docking? <laughs> docking? Can, can I tell you about docking? Uh, please don't. That's okay. when two men touch their penises. Okay. And one man takes the extra skin, uh, his foreskin. Oh, please. And he rubs stop, it over stop, the no, other stop, man's head. Stop, what? stop, stop. Because Hulk Hogan's coming back, and the kids are into it, and you're talking about I some shit. I am a real American. <laughs> Fight, Fight for docking. <laughs> of every man. Look at him pick up Hulk Hogan like he was a 200-pound child. And Hogan getting back up. But the giant is relentless. Let's face it, Conrad. He fell off the roof of Cobo Hall tonight. Or last night. But he fell off the roof of Cobo Hall and he came back unscathed. And now, again, going back. Ooh, he's biting Hulk Hogan. That was kind of a uh, little romantic bite there, didn't well, you? Yeah, and he's like in the armpit. I mean, <laughs> Johnson is some kinky shit. First with the docking. Yeah. Then with the biting. Yeah, and the odds are he took a shit in our room early tonight. As we already said, uh, he's looking at himself in the monitor now, see? Got it. Yeah, there you go. Kevin Sullivan. Staring in. 
you know, I always thought that Kevin always acted crazy on camera. But then when he got to the ring, he kind of acted a little sedate and a little calm and should have acted a little bit wilder. But in these big events, Kevin always had a lot on his mind. So I was going to say, yeah. I mean, I feel like right here, Kevin's looking at him like, yeah, boy, this sounded better on paper. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. And Randy Anderson doing a great job. Look at it. Look at the reactions of Pee Wee, would you? Here he comes. Oh, no. Hogan's fighting back. Look at the kids going for it. One, two, three. He hasn't broken it yet, Conrad. Four. Oh, he broke it. Five. He broke it. There you go. Head of steam. Oh, my God. It's the choke slam. He ran into the choke slam. That's it. That's it. It's over. It's over. It's over. Kevin Sullivan celebrating. Jimmy Hart says, get up. Hogan. Can he make it? Can he make? Here's the cover. Then we got it. One, two. Oh, he kicked out. Oh, my God. He's hawking up. Can you believe it? How many times did we see this throughout the years, Conrad? At least once. He's hawking up. <laughs> Here he goes. Oh, no. No way, brother. Uh-uh. I've hawked up. End of the line for you, big motherfucker. Go ahead, kick me. I'm coming back. It doesn't work kick. without the mustache. Okay. I'm coming back. You kick me again, motherfucker, because I'm coming back. Here I'm going. I'm going around the circle. Kick me again. You, big motherfucker, I'm coming back. Oh, God. Yeah, block. The big hand. Oh, the big hand. I told you I'm coming back. Uh, the big hand. And now into the ropes. Oh, boy, hit the ropes like a pussy. But there, the big foot. He's a big foot. He's going to go down like a tree. He's No, I'm going to press him. What the fuck? I'm going to press this motherfucker. He's out on his feet. Yeah. Rake him in the eyes for good measure. And here we go. He picked him up. He picked him up. We'll pin him. You st- okay, here we go. Leg drop. There it is. One. What happened? Jimmy Hart hit the referee, but the camera missed it because WCW. Holy shit. So now, Hogan's like, what happened? Where's the ref go? Jimmy Hart's playing like, I don't know. So Jimmy turns on Hulk Hogan here. I don't know. He said, Jimmy, I had him. What happened? There's no referee. Jimmy said, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But there he is, and here I am, and we'll help him up. And the giant raises up and gets back down. Did you see that? Yes. <laughs> the giant raised up and got back down. Look, he's Doing raising again. up again. Okay, you, you motherfuckers. Oh, Jimmy Hart, the spineless little worm. Jimmy Hart, you no good piece of shit. Jimmy Hart. Oh, you motherfucker. Oh, I'm going to grab you by the lapel, and the Giants going to get you. Oh, the Giants. Yeah, baby. Turn him around. Uh, Turn him around. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hogan, your belt is done. We have all got you. You're in the bear hug. There's nothing else you can do. Meanwhile, in the back, Arn Anderson says, Ron, just go out there, be big, be mean, be yourself. Meanwhile, here we go, and I'm thinking – how much more shittier can this thing get? They're give, calling him out. Give, give us the call. And now out comes Luger and the Macho Man trying to help things out. And here comes the Yeti. Look at that piece of shit. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Brain, I've got to call this. What am I going to fucking say? My career's over. Well, my career's over anyway. But, Michael, look at this. 
Look, oh my God, it's a pandemic. It is worse than I ever imagined. Here we go. Oh, and he's butthole. He's fucking Hogan in the ass like a monkey fucking a football. Hulk Hogan has been double penetrated, (laughs) brother. (laughs) It's the Hulk Hogan action thermos. And Jimmy Hart. Docking in the front, parking in the back. And Jimmy Hart say, look how great this is. Everybody stand up and say, what the fuck are we watching? Ron fucking Reese. Oh, God. Okay, I'll just stand here in the corner, look like Boris Karloff. Oh, jeez. Let me adjust this. And they're rocking Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you. Oh, I'm the mummy. What am I fucking supposed Jimmy, what am I supposed to do now? Okay, pick him up. Okay, no, let's butt fuck this guy. <laughs> okay, yes. Oh, we butt yeah, fuck the butt fuck him. Yeah. Okay, what am I supposed to do now, Jimmy? Act like Boris Karloff in the corner? Okay. Okay, yeah, baby. We got Macho Man right. Oh, Boris Karloff walking back and forth. The Yeti has arrived. <laughs> oh, fuck. Next thing you see is Frankenstein monster come out, the wolf man, and then a vampire. Look Ron, at that. Ron Reese, who was a good three or four inches taller than the original giant, yeah. combined for a double bear hug on Hogan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I hope it was because <laughs> it looked more like a kinky sandwich. <laughs> Yet he isn't supposed to be a mummy. He's supposed to be an abominable snowman from the Himalaya. Right. They got it half right. Yeah. Luger then put Hogan in the torture rack. Hogan and Savage were left laying as the Dungeon of Doom left the ring. It started as a great angle, but turned into something campy in the worst way. When the guy wrapped in toilet paper showed up and tried to have butt sex with Hulk Hogan, mm. the giant left with the belt two stars. So yeah. that's uh, there it is. Two stars is being pretty fucking pretty, aggressive. Pretty, pretty kind, absolutely. Uh, th- this would have had to improve quite a bit for this to be shitty. Yeah, and uh, this is where Ron Reese goes in the back, and the famous line as Ron Reese looks at Arn through the gauze. What do you think? Arn Anderson says, "Rewind what I just said." Go kill your fucking self. And uh, that Mon- actually that happened. That monkey fucking football gimmick ain't <laughs> going to get that it. That monkey fucking football gimmick ain't going to get it. And that actually happened in the backstage area at that time. So this was WCW 1995. And fortunately, uh, with the uh, Outsiders and Hulk Hogan turning heel, uh, it saved us for a little while. Because this wasn't doing anything for us. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it seems like a giant miss. You know, yeah. I know that. Hogan really enjoyed having some campy cartoonish heels to battle, but the Yeti feels like it was, some yeah. fucking stupidity. Yeah. Um, you know, it did look like a prison scene the way they held Hogan down and, and, and butt fucked yeah, him. Yeah, it sure did. And he didn't have a mustache on, which is a little bit like seeing Superman without his cape to me. Yeah, I, I agree. And of course, they had shaved Hogan's mustache leading up to this. Well, he could have grown another one. I mean, you grow a beard in a week. Yeah. So he, well, he could have had something going here. Well, that's because I'm a manly man. and I can. Grow oh, so you're beard. saying that Hogan is not? No. I'm just saying I can in a week. So, but to further the angle, he wanted to make sure it was was off. And now we've got uh, our trainer uh, out. This is the first trainer that we had. Danny Young was the second trainer. And uh, now we're going to talk about what we've seen here tonight. Well, well Instead of fuck, Mary kill. Uh, let's play um, Doc Buttfuck Kill with you. <laughs> okay. So you've got Ray Mysterio. Okay. And you've got Tom Zink. Yes. Um, and we've got Alex Wright from uh-huh. last week. All right. 
Got to kill one. Got to dock one. Okay. Got to get butt fucked. Okay. Home. Can I kill first? Yes. Okay. I would kill Alex Wright, and hopefully that the gun, the bullet from the gun, would go through all three of them. Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> that doesn't work. Which one's going to wear your butthole out? <laughs> and uh, which one are you docking? <laughs> well, wait a minute. He uh, and we have seen one hell of a show here tonight. Uh, this was tremendous. I'm going to make some uh, with my Ronco uh, knives, uh, Ginzu knives. Going to make some onions and salad, and I'm going to chop off this finger, stick this up my ass, <laughs> and this. And I'm this going to work on right my out. resume. Yeah, we're going, we're going to make some calls. Yeah, I'm going to try. Listen, I'm going to see what the Gwinnett Braves are doing. Yeah, you you said earlier that radio was going to be in my life. It doesn't seem too bad right now. All right, so that's the end of our show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being with us again. I'd like to say that this is one of the most fucked up scenes I've ever been a part of, at least until now. But we still got 96. Real question. 97, 98, 99, and 2000 to go. Why was Hulk Hogan not brought up on charges for attempted murder? Of a company. Well, of the giant specifically. Why was he not arrested? Like, you know, Stone Cold got arrested because he gave a guy a stunner after they told him not to. Hulk Hogan fucking killed the guy and then got beat up by the ghost. Oh, okay. I can't answer that. But that's the end of our show. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Looking at all the... uh, You didn't tell us who you wanted to dock and who you wanted to... I'm not not playing that. I'm not playing that sick game. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Did you hear what you... (laughs) (laughs) I'm not playing that sick game here. Have you heard yourself? Okay. Through this entire show? <laughs> yes. And now I've crossed the line? <laughs> yes. You've crossed the line. As we're watching the uh, the credits roll through, where the hell's my name? Well, it's probably mm-hmm. at the bottom because you're a power <laughs> bottom. <laughs> okay. I bet you're okay. at the bottom where you belong. Yeah, yeah probably so. Yeah, Let's take a look. Started at the bottom, now you're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we're still God. waiting on your name. Yeah, still waiting on my name. There's Diane Keith and Joyce Atkinson. I you yourself at the bottom just to make <laughs> That's funny. McMahon, hello. Oh, there there it is. Supervising mm-hmm. producer. What exactly did you supervise with this? Uh, there's David F. Crockett. Yep, David fucking and, Crockett. And that's, that's David Finley Crockett and Eric Bischoff, executive producer of this shit. Is that what it said? Executive producer of this shit? Uh, well, I mean, you're said supervising. Okay. So I'm wondering, what exactly did you supervise? I kind of watched it. When, yeah, I'm supervising, but I'm not. Go have my name on it. So you just stole money from the company? Exactly, for years. So where are we going next week? Well, I assume that we'll do another show. Well, yeah, we'll do another show. Do we have a uh, poll yet? Well, I mean, do you want to do a poll? Well, then you say there's going to be a poll. You said the first of the show. Yeah, I said we were going to put it on Facebook, but okay. now you're acting like we're going to oh, do no, it we'll right just now. put we'll just put it on Facebook. Well, no, just go ahead and tell us what the poll topic is. No, are. I'm not going to tell you what the poll topic is because I don't know. I haven't thought, uh, thought that far ahead. I mean, if I talk about, like, let's say, let's talk about the American Dream Dusty Roads. Okay, well, that would be pretty good, right? We've had one on Ric Flair. Sure. We've had one on Steve Austin. We've had one on the Macho Man Randy Savage. Well, they say we do one on the American Dream Dusty Rhodes, but a lot of times, if it's not me calling the silly action that we've called the last two weeks, that you kind of shit on it and make it sound like it's not worth a fuck. Well, no, so, I don't shit on it. Oh, you, you shit just, on the big time. You just say, I don't know. I don't remember. Well, I'm telling Maybe you the truth. Committee. I'm telling you the truth. Well, so why why would we put ourselves in a position for you to put out a fucking piece of shit show? Well, we could do this where you just take over and do hilarious commentary. Well, because some of those piece of shit shows that you call piece of shit shows do pretty damn good downloads. Yeah, but you kill the town. Nobody <laughs> hears that Steve Austin show. It's like, God damn, I need more of this. 
said no right. whenever. So we invite you to go to Facebook, right, Dave? Yes. Yeah, Let's go to Facebook.com forward slash WHW Monday. And here's what I'm going to suggest. Okay. Here's a spoiler. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. Because Survivor Series this year, the night before Survivor Series, did an NXT special. Do you remember what they're bringing back? The Yeti? They're bringing back War Games. Oh, yes. That's right. They are bringing so, back War so Games. So next week on the poll, uh, you can vote on right now, facebook.com forward slash WHW Monday. We'll have some infographics, but you'll vote on Twitter, okay. which is twitter.com forward slash WHW Monday. Yeah. It'll be four separate War Games. You writing so this down, Dave? You pick the favorite War Games that you want to okay. see of the four mm-hmm. and tune in next week right here. Okay. On what happened with? It's going to be a War Games week. I like it. I I like it, too. And uh, as I look at my timer here, it feels like uh, it's about that time. Well, we're trying to get this. We're trying to get the Yeti and Conrad Thompson undocked so we can roll the credits to the fucking show. Gina Gina Oakland is out with his hotline phone. He's sticking it up the ass of Jimmy Hart, who's jumping around like a little fucking toad. We're out of time. My voice is gone. Go fuck yourself. See you next week on What Happened When on the MLW Radio Network. Tony Schiavone, After Dark. Oh, yeah. Number one. Go fuck yourself. Uh, And number two, every time I see something from Stone Cold, I'm thinking, that's me. I killed WCW and I made Stone Cold and I made Mick Foley the fucking star. Stars they are, motherfucker. Tony Schiavone, After Dark. Tony Schiavone. Oh, yeah. The world of MLW Radio never stops.